Good afternoon, or even good evening, wherever you're listening from. This is the Red Leaf Retrocast Anime Edition. Worldwide Weebs are here. This is episode 32 of the Red Leaf Retrocast. Welcome. I'm joined here with my two amazing hosts that have joined me from day one, Tori and Hickey. We got an amazing, amazing episode. Every episode is amazing. We're going Idol Master. We got some news. We got Speed Racer tailing it up at the end of the cast. That is our... We're going way back. We're going way back to the 60s. Tori, how you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Read some stuff yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting, but we'll be talking about that later. And uh, Ooh. it's going to be interesting to see how people will react. <laughs> this is all kind of... I've, I've been uh, staying out of the news the last couple weeks... Uh, but apparently a lot of stuff happened. And I guess Hickey did a lot of translations, but Hickey, first, yes. how you doing, man? I'm I doing hear it was Independence Day. Yeah, it was Independence Day, September 7th, uh, the day Brazil became an empire. An empire? <laughs> yeah, no, really. We were an empire, then we became a republic. We were actually a, mono- uh, a monarchy after Independence uh, yeah, I slept well, I drank a lot, I kind of regret, regret it a little bit, because I'm, I'm not feeling well. Ah, <laughs> uh, Don't pull a JD. No, no, don't worry, it's just my stomach. My stomach is a little bit upset. Besides that, yeah, I slept, I slept well, I spent three hours translating Japanese yesterday looking at dictionaries, but we're going to talk about that later. Uh, I also spent a lot of time watching a video someone released and gave a lot of feedback on that. Ah, yes, you're right. I forgot to mention, but uh, I released a video on YouTube on where I uh, did a little bit of uh, comparison between uh, Megalobox and uh, the anime that inspired Megalobox called uh, Ashtano Joe. And uh, hopefully JD will uh, link that in the show notes. Absolutely, I will. Uh, for our live listeners that aren't paying attention to where the show notes are, where are we where can people find this amazing video that you uh, you spent over twenty hours trying to make? See, that's the problem. Um, I feel muffs. <laughs> when you because of because of certain things, my channel isn't very easy to access. Uh, but uh... so yeah, uh, it's gonna have to be in the show notes because you. I've tried searching for my own channel. YouTube does not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come up on YouTube searches for some reason. I have no idea why. Well, because of the algorithm. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll rip it 
rip it from your uh, YouTube, Tori, and upload it to mine. Upload it to the Red Leaf Retrocast. Would you be down for that? Sure. You can do that. And I'll take full credit. I will sue you. (laughs) And the revenue. (laughs) Everything. I'd be like, look at this video I made, and people would be like, that's not your voice. And I'd go, ah, don't worry about that part. Just oh, I just, just, some, just some voice editing, you know, just some audio editing. <laughs> Sounds a bit weird, I know. I tried a new microphone. No, it's, it's, a, it's a good video. I, I, quite, I quite enjoyed it, uh, especially since it was more uh, in-depth and formulated thoughts than us ranting about Megalobox uh, weeks and weeks ago when we covered it here on the podcast. I know, it's incredible how how you can structure things when you actually sit down and write down your thoughts and then try to organize them. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> yep. Just just for ah, me, random Brazilian fun. go and say, it is confusing. Your thoughts are not organized oh. at all. <laughs> ah, that's that's fine. It's uh first try. Not everything is perfect, but you know, like it was it was a fun exper- experiment to try. I am hoping to make more in the future, but I don't know. I just kind of got a certain urge to try video editing again, which I haven't done in years, and kind of actually try to, you know, do some proper video editing and not just, here, let's take this gameplay that I recorded and put it in a video editor, add my voice, and click render. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly enough, rendering was the hardest part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is true. Computer crashing a lot and what have you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't crashing. It's just fucking Vegas has this problem where it's like, it, if it's at, at zero seconds, the render will freeze. So I had to figure ah. out a fix for that. And it turns out that if you just move it to the 15 second mark, then it won't freeze. But then it was like, well, but then I'm going to get 15 seconds of black screen. How can I avoid this while well, use loop rendering? Like, okay. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> technology. Technology. How about that? Yeah. Pretty yeah, I, I personally I went to a retro gaming uh, convention yesterday in Connecticut. Uh, met up with a couple of the guys uh, from the retro gaming podcast uh, area of the Red Leaf Retrocast. So that was a lot of fun. I'll definitely be uh, talking more about it in the next retro gaming episode, which is next weekend. So yeah. that that'll be fun to to reminisce and uh, played a lot of video games, got a lot of video games, you know. It was a video game convention. I sure hope I did something like that, right? <laughs> I didn't see a single video game. There was no video game video gaming happening. Just drinking and bowling and wrestling. <laughs> bowling and wrestling. Yeah, I mean... At the same time. The, the normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> bowling while wrestling. Yep. Man, it's gotten really intense in the sport these days. <laughs> they gotta... I, 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 I will mention that there was, a, uh, there was a Pong machine that was at the uh, convention. Of course, uh, the line was just was super long. Didn't get to didn't get to play it, but did get to uh, see people playing it. It was a g- modern take on pong, uh, and it was made through magnets. So the really? uh, yeah, so you're sitting down. It's like a it's like the size of a coffee table, and you uh, you move the your little bar back and forth by a dial. And the hole underneath the board, the pat, the uh, your bars, and even the sides were all magnetized. So the uh, ball—it wasn't a ball; it was a square, a square polygonal 
uh, magnet that would bounce bounce back and forth using polarity. Like I can totally see how it works and how it functions and everything. Uh, really cool. I posted a video of this on Instagram at at Bowling JD or Redleaf Retrocast. You can find them find it there. Uh, it's about a 16, 16 something second video. Really cool to see. Uh, did what? It's a shame I didn't get to get, didn't get to play it myself, but. You know, you can just see how it works and how you'd be able to play it just from the video. It's really, it's really cool. I will say though, it doesn't sound very modern. <laughs> what? Because it's Pong, or it's through magnets? Because of magnets. <laughs> oh well, I mean, magnets itself isn't new by any means, but uh, how it was played and and its take on it is is very is very it's a very modern take on it it is clever um, and what, what was it, it yeah. is clever it it's, is very it's very clever. clever yeah that's a, that's a good word to put it and right next to it they had the original uh kind of pong tabletop machine uh but you know just the video the regular video game right next to it and there was like no one there i'm like okay maybe i'll play one person that <laughs> yeah no I'm shocking people aren't just flocking to say to play pong really that's yeah but everyone was <laughs> flocking uh to play the <laughs> play the play the new one so well yeah because it's new <laughs> yeah, it was a good. It was good. It was good. Good. Good little convention. Went to. Uh, very tired. Not much sleep all weekend because of that. Uh, but here now, and um, Hickey, why don't yes. you take us into the news? Uh, I think Dory would be the best person to talk about it because he was person? the one who well, wanted to to talk about this news. Okay, so. The reason why Hickey wants to give this to me is because he just wants to scoot under, uh, scoot away from a little, a little something. But I'm not afraid. I'll do it. What? So, hey, just because we're <laughs> Nor- well, I mean, you're Norwegian. You're closer st- historically to, you know, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> because that that really mattered. You know, it was even closer. Poland. Say that to them. Um, anyways, <laughs> as you might tell, as you might tell, this has something to do with a bit of a touchy subject. Um, and, uh, the first thing kind of, uh, deals with, uh, Crunchyroll and a lot of their, uh, recent controversies, especially surrounding their original animation of, uh, High Guardian Spice and, you know, the general outrage that people had when they came out with that and the poor, uh, promotion for that. Uh, but what essentially happened was that once this was all going on, a certain Japanese creator came out, and uh, he, uh, what was his name again? Shit, I should have prepared this. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, a Mr. Prepared? Kasu- no. Mr. Kasuyoshi Yaginuma, he came out on Twitter. Uh, he was the uh, director of Recovery of an MMO Junkie, and you might remember him as the guy who was exposed as a... Uh, Nazi sympathizer, uh, ah. retweeting a bunch of Nazi stuff on Twitter, and uh, ultimately, I, w- I would, you know, I see people say that he got fired. He didn't actually get fired. The uh, show was finished airing, and uh, he is a freelancer, so he was not actually working at Signal MD. It's just that they don't want to ever work with him again. So he technically didn't get fired. He just can't return. <laughs> but anyways he just can't uh, get any work anymore <laughs> yeah but he didn't get fired <laughs> but anyways <laughs> but anyways like the uh the thing is he came out on twitter and he basically started uh ranting about uh crunchyroll because crunchyroll uh, crunchyroll was on the uh 
production committee for MMO Junkie. And yes. uh, with a lot of, especially Western fans, recently <laughs> having a lot to say about Crunchyroll and a lot of opinions, myself included, uh, it's kind of, he decided that this was a good time for him to share that with the Japanese side of things, as well as give his own thoughts. And uh, Hickey, why don't you take us through the tweets that you spent so long to uh, oh, don't even, to don't translate, even talk about at least it. some of them. Yeah, uh, basically, like you said, Crunchyroll was part of the production committee of Neji no Susume or Netoju no Susume, and they were so influential in the production committee uh, that the name Netoju no Susume, which kind of translates to recommendations of the internet in Heisman, got changed to recovery of an MMO junkie because it would please and attract more Western. Uh, consumers that was the, mm-hmm. the excuse so like this guy he understands English he posted a little some stuff that I wouldn't personally like saying <laughs> uh, like asking like you should ask yourself if the diary of Anne Frank is real uh, <laughs> what? yeah uh, yep. he also uh, there was an article saying we know why Hitler hated the Jews, but we need to ask ourselves, do, do the Jews have the right of hating Hitler? <laughs> he's... Yep. Yeah, he's... he's You're a little kidding bit, me. No, no. I'm not. I, I'm, not I, I'm not joking. <laughs> uh, so, th- this sounds a lot like uh, people that uh, think the Holocaust wasn't real. It's, it's like along those lines of crazy... Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. So he's saying, so he actually said, is the diary of Anne Frank real? We should ask ourselves that. Well, and no, he, he maybe, retweeted maybe he the retweeted, shouldn't hate it. He, he retweeted an article. Yeah, he retweeted a bunch of anti-Semitic articles and people were like, oh, but he's Japanese. He maybe doesn't understand what is what is going. But then he tweeted some stuff in, in Japanese and they were kind of aggressive. <laughs> Uh, so people were like, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a Nazi sympathizer. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I, I still think he's, he's a very interesting funny. man. <laughs> he, he is, he's a very interesting man. <laughs> but then, although, you know, you have this side, Crunchyroll was so influential in Netoju no Susume, or recovery of an MMO junkie, that mm-hmm. they... Not only changed the title, but they also scored a like ONA's endings, so you could only watch the actual ending on Crunchyroll. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah, so like he's talking about Crunchyroll with his own experience. So he okay. on August thirtieth, he went on Twitter and started a string of tweets which is a bunch of them and he the first thing he says the title of the of the string is Nihon no anime kankeisha fan zetayonde which translates to I must read to all concerned Japanese fans uh, and he starts talking about Crunchyroll and he says Crunchyroll uh, who oversees the distribution of anime overseas for western anime fans is forming a monopoly and he says uh, this is a problem, but, you know, it's implicit that Crunchyroll is a problem. Uh, he also, like, kind of gives gives a hint 
on why he decided to talk about it because he says since, since it's hard to understand all the sudden sudden political talk i'll retain myself to the making of animation so of course he's uh what he, uh led him to start talking about it was the high guardian spies thing because he says political yeah. talk uh <clears throat> then he goes to detail how how much crunchyroll makes per title which he says it's around 3 million to 20 million yen per anime title okay yen all right yeah because i do i do have your translation here up in the uh yeah he doesn't he doesn't say what it is i think it's yen it's gotta be yen yeah he, he, that he, why he would talk to japanese and give them he the, doesn't specify when he, when he specify he says <laughs> well, clearly money. tori it's in the old norwegian kroner uh, <laughs> obviously that's all everyone <laughs> That's what I knows. use for my default currency. Yep. <laughs> Wherever uh, I go. Can you give me that in a kroner, please? <laughs> Why do you do you have kroner? Do you have kroner? No, I have dollars. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like whenever an American asks me the temperature, and I tell him what it is in Celsius every time, just to fuck with him. <laughs> Celsius is the only way. Anyway, <laughs> that's not what this is about. <laughs> right. That's yeah, no. Yeah, this is about aside. Nazis. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's serious, JD. God. <laughs> serious stuff. Uh, that's right. Serious topic. Nazis. Go. Keep going. <laughs> well, yeah, then he says, look, Crunchyroll is, is legitimate. It's not illegal. Uh, and it, basically, he goes on saying that uh, Crunchyroll is part of the Japanese or Japan Video Association. Uh, he says there's no, uh, it's already part of the family. Uh, Basically, what he's saying is Crunchyroll works when it's co-producing anime as a production committee company. Mm-hmm. Also, he goes on to say that they are broadcasting it most of the time, not because they are part of the production committee, but because they bought a license from a production committee member. Uh, kind of it, because Japanese is a little complicated. You need to interpret what they're talking most of the time. This is at least my take of when I was translating. Uh, and so so on he goes and says that. Uh, this guy went like full Donald Trump, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. Except he's I think still not in the he, fake news. A lot of what he's saying has a bit more basis in reality than what Trump is going out against. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. everything, but some things. The Space Force. Uh, right now, <laughs> right now, TV anime makes around twelve million and fifteen million yen. He thinks uh, if three million to twenty million would be added to it, it would change the whole story. Uh, and you know, okay. then he goes and say like, you cannot uh, license these things without a contract with a production committee member, such as Kadokawa, uh, Shogakun, Bandai Namco, Toei, etc. So let's see if a TV anime makes three to twenty million yen. Uh, you said three three million is the minimum m- amount. Twenty million are for popular shows. Yeah. yeah. I think this is, uh, from what I remember from the translation I saw on Reddit, which is where I first saw this, I okay. think he's talking about episode, episodes rather than entire uh, the entire series. Oh, all right. That would make more sense. Yeah. I don't know, because like he's talking about per title when he, he talks about Crunchyroll. Oh. 
That's why I I didn't put per episode or anything like that because he's yeah no, but he's I, talking I just... about Crunchyroll. He talks about the title, so I I in my understanding I'm he's not... talking about one anime. One anime okay. makes well, twelve to fifteen million. We could say that's kind of up in the air, that because I've seen, like I said, the the original translation I saw said that it was per episode. So uh, we, uh, I guess, that's a bit up in the air. Some people interpret it as episodes. You interpret it as the entire series because I don't know something about what the uh, the value or like the the income per series sounds very small. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And when you think about the value of anime industry right now, or at least what they claim it is value that that seems very like very small profit margins for such a valuable uh, industry. Well, All right. Well, you know. let's keep and, going and, here. Yeah, and he talks about that. It changed the story, and uh, before that, right at the beginning, he goes saying a lot of people gather, a lot of customers gather on Crunchyroll because Crunchyroll is saying they would give this money to poor anime companies, uh, studios, anime studios, and there goes his first sarcastic phrase: "Those anime companies." Really didn't receive those three million to twenty million per title, right? <laughs> so like he, he uh, okay, that's that's uh that's up above. Okay. Yeah, it's up above because um, I forgot you to mention. So he sarcastically says they they don't actually receive. Yeah, that, they actually are money. not receiving anything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, doesn't the? Well, no, if. So there, so he's saying Crunchyroll receives money, uh, and then they reinvest into the studios that created the anime. No, not at all. Is that's that kind, that's kind of the the thing he's saying is that that's not what they're doing. That's what they claim to be doing, but that's not what they're doing at all. What they're doing is they are pay, essentially paying the licensing fee, which is right. they, since they're a part of the production committee, uh, they're essentially paying back into themselves. Uh, to get the right to stream the shows. And then the profit they make from the shows, from subscription money, advertisement money, whatever, that goes back into the production committee, which again goes back into them. The studios don't actually see anything, and the people working there don't see anything of the ah, of the money. So okay. basically they're, he, they're yeah, creating a monopoly, which is made to basically fill their own pockets with money. <laughs> yeah, he talks a, a lot about contracts and contracts. Uh, the production committee, they fund, they fund anime, but they fund anime through a contract. What they do is uh, they go out and, you know, share the information. There's a production committee that wants to make an anime. The studios, and that is an inverted logic, instead of the production committee searching for a studio, the studio go and ask to get uh, the job. In the contract, the money for the anime is already... Uh, there. So, like, I'll give you two million yen per episode, and whatever right, whatever's left from paid, this money, so... it's the the studio profit. It's just like in constru- construction. You want to construct a building and sell apartments. You go to a construction company and say, "I have this money. You build the you build the building." After right, done, the construction company isn't going to make money off the apartment yeah, renting not, out to yes, people yes. afterwards. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Any any money Crunchyroll makes, they'll they'll reinvest into themselves to make more money, profit, what what have you there. The studios already got their got their purse. Why yeah, okay. Yeah, I follow and then you. He, and then he, he talks about it. He but, goes, he's com- but he's but he's but he's what, what is he complaining about exactly? And is it Crunchyroll? I'll, yes, I'll, I'll claiming- talk about that okay. right now. He okay. also talked about that. He says if Crunchyroll is really paying the money, they would be in right to be pro- broadcasting and wouldn't be a legal issue. However, the reason why many anime fans abroad gather on, on Crunchyroll is because they they thought their money would go to the producers and studios, showing their thanks and appreciation. That's it. Mm. That's a uh, that's a reference to uh, Crunchyroll's motto of saying that half your <laughs> subscription money is being sent back to Japan. Uh, there and that's kind of one of those lies because the thing they kind of sold their idea on is that your money will be distributed across, or the money that you pay them in subscriptions will be distributed between the shows that you like and watch and given to the people that create that. But obviously, if you pay attention to Crunchyroll. They never actually specify where this money is going. Ever they just yeah. say it's they, they going always say to Japan. It's going to Japan. <laughs> even in the but in they're the, in Japan. <laughs> yeah, even in the note with the the Crunchy originals and the HTML5 implementation in the side, they say the money is going to Japan. The end. We are yep. working there. The money are going to Japan, but they don't know where they're going to Japan. They license shows. Of course, the money yeah. is going to Japan because they need to pay Kadokawa <laughs> or whatever con- uh, company they bought the, the, the streaming rights from. Right. So, yeah, it's going back to Japan, but not back to the producers and animators and everything else, which a lot of people, especially at the beginning of, of Crunchyroll's side, uh, when they went legal, they talked about that a lot. Nowadays, they don't, they don't talk anymore. It's not a, a PR strategy. They kind of changed the strategy to a more gray tone. But in the beginning of Crunchyroll, they would go out and say, your money is going to the studio. Your money is going to the producers of the anime. Everything's fine. Nowadays, it's going to Japan. Mm. Uh, and then he talks about uh, the, the, the Crunchyroll network and the subtitles. And he says illegal distribution uh, by fan subs can do a far better job. Uh, and so he says that Crunchyroll does not invest the money not only on making anime and paying the actual producers or studios, they are also saving a lot of money in uh, okay, structure. And because of yeah. that, but then, but then when they go to Japan and go to a production committee, they use PR strategy. They advertised that they were the ones who eradicated legal sites, which he said they still exist and they are better, and they are monopolizing their own profit. So, although Crunchyroll in the notes say they are expanding and bettering better the structure and why not, we know that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. That is actually not true. They uh, closed a lot of servers. They fired half of the technicians that would uh, work on the servers. They yep. had even... a horrible site with horrible security. Very yeah, easy to that. invade. The uh, pro- another thing as well, they have the uh, the fact that if you look at their site, if you look at pictures of the old Crunchyroll pirate site versus Crunchyroll now, 
Apart from advertising themselves and their own store and stuff like that on the front page, the site really hasn't changed. It still looks pretty much the same, with a couple of features have been, having been removed. Uh, there are a couple of reasons behind that, but the site looks pretty much the same. Uh, even now, now that they've implemented the HTML5 player, uh, for a while you could opt in to beta test the HTML5 player on uh, Crunchyroll. But how that would work was essentially you were opting into a program in which you would try out the HTML5 player to see if you found any bugs or anything that didn't work properly. And your job then would be to report back to Crunchyroll of your findings. So essentially in order to be a part of this program you would have to work as, or you would have to be a part of Crunchyroll's debugging team. <laughs> For free. <clears throat> well then. <laughs> yeah. So, uh. Yeah, and then he goes like his reasons. Uh, the, uh, a lot, there's a lot of talks in the in the background about using another site instead of Crunchyroll. But since everything is gathered there, people like the Japanese prefer Crunchyroll because it's easier for the viewer. Uh, well, the Japanese can't prefer uh, prefer Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is unavailable to the Japanese. No, I, I mean I'm talking about the overseas viewers. Yeah, I thought okay. that was obvious. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, he goes French around... Crunchyroll's pretty user-friendly, so... For the most part. Yeah. Most part. Yeah. If it works. <laughs> if it, it, yeah, if it works for people <laughs> like Tori, you know, but... <laughs> no, it, <laughs> not, it, it, not quite in general, the case. In general. Unfortunately, <laughs> the PR team is not user-friendly. But you know what? Uh, it's fine. Their PR team is something else. <laughs> Their social media team is something else. he goes talking about the budget <laughs> in animation and why the US has a bigger budget in animation. Uh, he says now the conditions have changing, are changing in the talks. Uh, they are becoming a monopoly and not paying the Japanese creators. Uh, they also says they also talks a little bit about the, the talks of the Western fandom. Uh, where we say, yeah, the the anime is not profitable, but they recover the money selling DVDs and goods and other things. Right, right. But Figures he says, and I want, all, yeah, and, he, yeah. and he says, I want you hand my money to the person who made the animation, not the person who made the DVDs or the goods. So to yeah. close, he says, sounds like this. he's just bitching about just. Every anything and everything and how the world works. <laughs> well, see, there's kind of the problem, and here's this is where I think he what he's talking about is also just an infrastructure problem uh, in general in the entire industry. But like well, that's nothing new. No, I know, but there's still something that's going to have to be dealt with because and people support Crunchyroll because they think they're helping, but Crunchyroll isn't anywhere close to trying to help this help the situation. They're trying to help themselves as basically every other company that deals in the anime industry are doing. They're looking out right. for their own own good. The problem here is kind of uh, what it comes down to is, you know, ultimately, the um, uh, how, is anim how anime is funded, how anime is created, and the fact that the people who you are ultimately uh, relying on to create the product that you sell you're also kind of slowly trying to get rid of them. You're like you're making sure that this is not a viable career path. You're basically ruining your own uh, your own industry by mm -hmm. 
getting rid of the people that literally make sure that this industry can even exist. The people that create the things you sell. So that you make sure that your sales team is at the top. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... The industry has a lot more issues on it as well. I mean, there aren't enough animators. There's too much anime being made. I mean, there's a lot of factors to also take well, into account. But you're right, Tori. The infra- the infrastructure is a mess as but, well. Yeah, but the the lack of animators part that that comes from the fact that it's not a viable job. Right. Most people that try <laughs> to become animators can't. It is literally impossible because people you don't want to make. You don't want to make four dollars an hour. You don't make four dollars an hour. Because you have to pay, you have you have to fucking get a place to live. Because you usually have to live in Tokyo, and you no, have no, to no, find a place li- to live. No, no, Tori, no, no, no. Come on, you live at the anime studio. Are you kidding me? You got to sleep in sleeping bags underneath yeah. your desk. Yeah, you know what yeah. anime studios do with that? You have to pay for your desk. Yeah, a one. <laughs> it is a massive. Come on, problem. you think I'm ma- you think I'm made of money over here, Tori? They got they got to fend for themselves. I mean, I'm I'm giving them a job. No, you aren't. <laughs> You're actually doing nothing, and that is the problem. Like because obviously this is this comes from, and this echoes. There's kind of the same annoyances that I have as well. the The problem is just like you want to support the people that make this stu- stuff. Obviously, it's impossible for me to pay every single one that makes anime. There are thousands of people who works on a single anime. Are you going to pay their salaries? For every single episode they put out, <laughs> that's gonna get expensive. So I mean, we I, can give we can give them a hay penny. You can, but that's yeah. still a bit. Uh, but anyway, it's like ten dollars a week <laughs> to thousands of people. Um, but yeah, yeah, a hay penny is like what a, ten, a I think a hay penny is a tenth of a cent, right? Something like that. But still, yeah. <laughs> for a thousand of people, thousands of people. But anyways, you are uh, like so. But ultimately, what I think is the most interesting with this entire situation uh, is just kind of seeing a Japanese creator speak out against Crunchyroll. Because that's, you know, for a long time, the Western and Eastern anime in- industries and anime fandoms have kind of lived inside their own bubbles. Mm-hmm. They're right. never really interacted. So kind of seeing a Japanese director of anime take shots at Crunchyroll is interesting. Um, especially uh, especially the political side of it, because, you know, he was essentially ousted for his political opinions, but the, 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 the company he blames for having ousted him, even though we should also blame himself, because, you know, he did retweet these things on Twitter, uh, which isn't the best idea. But, <laughs> like, he, he blames them for essentially having ruined his future prospects in, in the industry. Uh, but, I don't know. For me, they, like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't like Crunchyroll. Like, at all. I don't like their service. I don't like the people. I don't like their PR team. I don't like the uh, social media team. I don't like the way they treat their fans. I don't like the way they use their service. I don't like how they are literally doing, like, the worst thing any business can do and getting away with it. Which is... Putting in minimal effort into anything they do, whether it's subtitles, whether it's how their site ro- uh, runs, anything. And people are still going there and going, oh, they're the best, they're saving the industry, they're saints, they're my friends. No. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> and to the, yeah. 
I like high dive more these days, anyways. <laughs> yeah, high dive. <laughs> and to the I mean, people the that only, say high dive is really good. I, the only complaint I have is the fucking blue bar saying we have updated our policies. Check it out. And I, yes, it doesn't I don't like. I don't like that either. You can't get rid of it. You cannot get rid of that. It makes. <laughs> but me if angry. you if you go to if you turn it into uh, like night mode, then that will go away. Oh, okay. I'll like do night that. mode. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll but you have to. Light. But you have to do that every time. It's quite quite annoying. Yeah, um, but it's, yeah, just like Tori said, it is hard to talk about Crunchyroll nowadays, especially because everyone who maybe have have a a audible voice of there would 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 be like any tubers. Most of them are paid by Crunchyroll, right? And I mean, you can just uh, it's just it will, to kind it's of just, look just at it's how the same phenomenon as EA game changes. They say every single EA game is the best one. But EA is buying them. EA is just... <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, people no, were right. defending Star Wars Battlefront 2 and the game was horrible. And you go there and it was like, EA, EA game changes. The guy got $150,000 to talk good about the game. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? Because you saw, especially, you know, just talk about tubers again. Uh, or get back to that. You saw, I saw, remember, a lot of anti-tubers, especially when uh, Netflix was getting involved in the game. Mm-hmm. People were making videos, they were raising complaints, they were raising concerns about Netflix and other. The same goes for other, whether it's, yeah, you know, Amazon, it. whether well, it's even anime podcasts were Even anime podcasts were complaining about Netflix. No, I know. But we, I, but we didn't. We guess didn't. who else I talk has good problems? Things about, I talked good things about Netflix, and I was right. <laughs> Just point no, it out. I know. I know, but like, guess guess which one, you know, they were talking about all the problems these companies could uh, had or could have or could face because of what they were trying to do and how they didn't understand the market. Yet, right. for some reason, on every single one of these discussions, in every single one of these videos, uh, what is what happened? Well, somebody forgot to talk about Crunchyroll because apparently Crunchyroll is perfect. <laughs> they, they do no wrong. I wonder why. Oh, would you look at that? Crunchyroll is paying these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's always a conflict of interest that is, that that surfaces, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, and I mean, to me, even it's gotten to the point now where people ask, like, "Do you listen to any reviewers on YouTube?" And I'm just like, "I can't," because a lot of them review Crunchyroll shows, and I can never tell if they're actually serious or if Crunchyroll is telling them to talk good about this particular series because it's a series Crunchyroll is trying to push very hard, which right. you know when Crunchyroll is trying to push a series. Everyone yeah, will make you videos. Know, you just it. go Crunchy on Twitter and see what they are retweeting. <laughs> yeah, MMO junkie immediately comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like it, the guy even finishes. Go figure. <laughs> uh, putting out a, a link to a animationbusiness.info uh, where they're talking about how AT and T and Warner Bros would buy Crunchyroll, and they they did on August seventh. They uh, oh, Crunchyroll of this year shares. Yeah. Crunchyroll shares mm. now Ooh. are mostly AT and T, and Crunchyroll became a straw man. Uh, when people, when High uh, Guardian Spies, whatever news came out, people started a, a huge backlash on Crunchyroll. But Crunchyroll now is just a corpse standing there. Uh, the project is from AT and T. Uh, Warner Brothers want to compete with Netflix in animation. So they decided to use Crunchyroll for that, and this is what. And he he finishes with 
Is this commotion about Crunchyroll fundraising fraud? Because now Crunchyroll is part of a multi-million or even multi-billion uh, corporation. Will they keep saying they need the money and your money from the subscription will go to Japanese creators? Will this be a fundraising fraud as his as in his words? <clears throat> Uh, probably, well, I mean, if they're, if they just say it's going to Japan, then it's going to them, or something along those lines. I mean, I don't, I, it's, it's, it's what companies do. This it is, is, but it shouldn't be. <clears throat> yeah. No, no, it shouldn't <laughs> be, but what is one, what are, what are, what are three guys in three different countries around the, around the world going to do? Well, you <laughs> know. We're going to talk about it on this podcast and say, I don't have Crunchyroll anymore. Well, see, <laughs> well, here's the thing. We're going to talk about it. And this is why I wanted to, talk, wanted to talk about it. Because guess what? I When this was happening, I was like, I wonder what people are saying. And I did a Google search. And the only thing okay. I could find was an ANN article that was written yesterday talking about this situation. And I was like, really? ANN is speaking out? ANN is not speaking out? ANN tweeted a, or made a fucking, like, three-sentence article... Where they put a tweet from Malaysian Studios, the studio producing High Guardian Spice, who is okay. saying on behalf of Crunchyroll for some reason, uh, and they're denouncing this dude on Twitter because he's a Nazi. So basically, ANN made a uh, ANN yeah, it's public shame, right? Okay. ANN yeah, made an article say tw- showing a tweet from a studio saying that they're denouncing a Nazi without even. Doing anything, not read it, writing even a single word to say what this situation was even about. It's not about him being a Nazi. That was a situation that happened a long time ago. And they denounced, Crunchyroll denounced him then. <laughs> this right. is, it's not like this is all of a sudden uh, people were like, actually, do you remember this Nazi guy? Yeah, we denounced him. <laughs> yeah, we talked about him not too long ago on the podcast. <laughs> we did. But I, yeah. it's, it, it's stuff like that that annoys me. It's like, you have, it's not even that you have no no faith in your fucking in your uh, like in the people or the people that you're trying. It's like it literally just feels like you're trying to cover something up. You're trying to ruin. You're trying to get rid or kind of get rid of a voice in a conversation without giving them any heed to what they're t- actually talking about or saying anything about them. Just kind of hey, this guy's a Nazi, and yes, he is. I like in any <laughs> normal circumstance when I hear what when I hear about this guy, the only thing I want to do is punch him in the face. Because he does not help any argument that he involves himself with. Because anyone can just throw out the Nazi. He's a Nazi. Right. Right? So he doesn't help well, anything. that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but he does, so he doesn't help anything. But it's still fucking annoying when you go out and say, uh, he's talking about stuff that actually, I'm not going to say that everything he's saying is true because I cannot speak for the numbers. I can, don't know where he's getting this from. But there are stuff that he is saying here, like, Talking about the site, which he's echoing thoughts from the western side of the anime fans that have been around for ages. <laughs> this are, most of the th- yeah, these thoughts aren't his. Yeah, <laughs> it's not only I, I. I did a little bit of research when I was translating, and I was like, you know what? It would be interesting to compare what he's saying to the Crunchyroll note on Crunchy Originals and the HTML5 player. You cannot find in the in the site nowhere what i did to find was search for the name of the author 
which they put Ikari Shinji. They didn't even uh, <laughs> put the actual name of the person who who wrote the note. They put Ikari Shinji as uh, the the writer. That's why I, I knew how to to look it up. I spent so much so much time trying to find it. When I searched Ikari Shinji, I found the note. You know, and then you know they say some stuff like they say that they co-produced more than 50 different anime series and have become the one of the largest finances of new anime titles if not the largest and that is that is false that is a lie there is a bluntly mm-hmm. lie uh crunchyroll you have crunchyroll as crunchyroll and then you have crunchyroll cm fund something something it's a branch of crunchyroll right, right. that uh mm-hmm. partake in funding anime making part of productions production committees or being the only investor of the anime and crunchyroll i'm just waiting for that i'm fund. just waiting for that gofundme page <laughs> eventually coming from crunchyroll, crunchyroll seems a lot yeah. of people are doing that now too <laughs> oh yeah yeah crunchyroll sc anime fund funded 22 anime and crunchyroll by itself uh my anime list shows 43 anime but most of them they are listed as licenses. Okay. So they say 50. They produce more than 50 different anime series. Uh, for, uh, and because of that, they're one of the largest producers. Kadokawa alone per year makes 25, 26 shows. And Kadokawa has been around since, since the 70s. Uh-huh. Then you have Toei, uh you have Kadokawa, Bandai Namco, Lantis, Sony Pictures, everyone. Crunchyroll is not even CMS closer. Right, yeah. King Records. King Records. Yeah, yeah the list uh, can go on, on and on. Toho Animations. Crunchyroll is not yeah. even close to be one of the largest anime founders. Right. Finances. Not even close. And they blunt, bluntly pull that to mislead people. And they know. Yeah, well, you know. That's what Crunchyroll has been doing since the beginning anyway, so why would they stop now? <laughs> yeah, it's the PR. Absolutely the PR right. he's saying in the in in his tweets. Where he says Crunchyroll is bad, but they rely on PR. They are they yeah. were the ones who eradicated illegal sites and you know, those kind of things. And the the Japanese common uh, companies say, "Yeah, it's okay, fine. You do you. It's more money for us. We don't care." <laughs> because there's in one tweet he says, uh, "You cannot fool the Japanese side." I mean, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> well, okay. I think we've uh, spoken enough about this subject. Um, bravo, guys. Bravo. I didn't know this was uh, this was going on. This was very interesting. Very interesting indeed. I, I quite enjoyed it. <clears throat> yeah. well, let's move on to uh, to happier times, because, Tori, you have a quest update. I do, and this will be real, real quick, uh, because we're going to talk about something else. And, uh, we're just a little segue go from that. into the more important topic, which uh, you and you and Hick- yourself and Hickey uh, seem to be really into these days. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. But yeah. first... Let me uh, play this drop, though, right, right fast. Okay. Uh, pay... This one. Dragon, 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 Alrighty. 
You're good to go now. Okay. <laughs> so, on my quest, in 2014, or from the year 2014, I watched a movie. A Studio Ghibli movie, actually. Ooh. And it is called, Hold Your Horses, When Marnie Was There. Yep, I watched When Marnie Was There, uh, which is, uh, let's see here, it was pr- directed by Hiromasa Yonobayashi. Uh, so it's not a uh, it's not a Miyazaki movie, obviously it's 2014. Um, what uh, this movie is about, it's about a girl named uh, Anna, and uh, she is suffering from asthma ta- attacks. She's yeah, she's quite I, know, I know a few things, a few thing or two about that stuff. <laughs> she is quite yeah, unsociable. She doesn't like talking to other people, uh, and she kind of just isolates herself and kind of has problems showing uh, showing uh, anybody or uh, anybody else anything of hers. Like she doesn't talk to anybody. She doesn't want to. She likes drawing, but she doesn't really show anyone. Blah 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 blah. She suffers from asthma attacks. She has an asthma attack. Uh, her foster parents or her foster mother. Uh, her aunt, I think it was. Or, no. It is her foster mother. Uh, she uh, decided to basically send her out to the countryside. To, on recommendation from the doctor, that is. Uh, because he, she needed she needed to get away. She needed fresh air. Hopefully to get better. Uh, so, she does. And uh, when she is there... <laughs> when she was there... <laughs> she meets a girl named uh, Marnie. Who lives in this old uh, western style mansion. Uh, which but she, which seems to be broken down and closed. But uh, at night when the tide, the tide comes in. Uh, she shows up. And they hang out and they have fun and do stuff together. And in the process you learn stuff about them. And uh, Anna learns stuff about herself and. Then it all comes around very nicely at the end, but I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, right. I think the title spoils enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, I watched this movie. I've had this movie. I've owned this on uh, Blu-ray for quite a while. And I've been wanting to watch it. I just never got around to it, but now I did. And uh, it was quite a quite an f- interesting movie. Quite a fun little movie. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Because it is very much a, um, it is very much like a slow burner, at least for the first half. Because you get to learn a lot about who Anna is, and you know, then you have to deal with her antisocial side and her uh, not really talking to people and her bluntness. Like when one of the girls is being kind of mean to her and she calls her a fat pig, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. But it's. For me, it was quite a, it was quite a nice movie, and then seeing everything tie back together at the end made it for you know a nice a nice little movie that not too not hard to like. It's I hesitate to call it a deep movie because it isn't a, it isn't a deep movie. Um, okay, and the point is, it's not. I think it's it's just right because there are stuff you can look into here. There for sure is, but. It's not kind of. It's not the goal. It's what I like to call. It's. It's not very deep, and it's not trying to be very deep. It is telling you a story that is pretty clear to see where it's going to go for, or at least once you get the pieces in place, it's very clear where it's going and where it's going to end, and it ends there. So it's not a. It's not a deep movie that shocks you with a sudden twist. 
Mm-hmm. But it is just it's just a nice story and a nice tale from start to finish. And once you're you've gone through that, right? It's kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It's 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 definitely a movie uh, I missed out on when it was when it was coming out. And mm. um, I think it's on my quest when I I think you're past me now, Tori, easily uh, right. because I got caught up on Space Brothers and among other things and much longer shows. I should be. I am one show away from finishing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Then I'll need to. I'll need to get up on uh, the quest myself. So then it'll 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 go to my quest updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, when, when Marty was there, it was is it's on my list. It's it seems like a, a a simple, nice, wholehearted movie. It sure is. Not not like gonna be regarded as the best Ghibli movie of all time, but it'll be far from. Uh, what am I thinking of? Tales from Earthsea? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably. No, like, obviously it's not gonna, it's not Hayao Miyazaki. Nothing that Hayao Miyazaki mm-hmm. isn't involved in isn't gonna be considered the best. But it's, like I said, it's a, it was a movie that I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed it quite a lot, actually. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So if you cool. just want something nice to watch, absolutely give it a try. Uh. Good recommendation, then. Yep. And... I'm not even going to talk about this show particularly much because we're going to be talking about this. The next show I watched, you guessed it, both seasons of Idolmaster Cinderella Girls. Yes. Oh boy. Finally. <laughs> it, only, it only took three years. <laughs> no, it didn't. More like two. Yes, dude. Two years. The uh, Cinderella Girls Theater. Not no, that, that one. That is the. Not that yeah, one? Th- those nope. are the, the little short. They're coming out. Yep, it's literally just called uh, the Idolmaster Cinderella Girls. Oh, so not the theater. Nope. Theater I finally shows. have someone to talk about Idolmaster Cinderella Girls in compared to the original <laughs> Idolmaster. <laughs> not Cinderella, but Idolmaster. <laughs> not Cinderella, yeah. They could uh, do uh, an Idolmaster Cinderella Girls Cinderella That would be. That would be interesting. The manga. <laughs> well, what's the what's this sucker about? This sucker is about idols. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know. You're being Who would have thought? No, and a master. No. Yep. The Idolmaster basically adopts the uh, or yeah, the Idolmaster franchise adapts the Idolmaster games. So you have the original Idolmaster, which adapts the. Is it just the first Idolmaster game? No, you have Idolmaster one, Idolmaster two. In the first yeah. one, because Miki Hoshi, Gahara, Hibiki, and Takane Kujo are in the in the first yeah, Idol true. Master. So why is the A in Idol Master the at sign? Because it's cool. Because the year was <laughs> 2003, and it was released in the arcade, and then on Xbox, <laughs> original Xbox. And you know why is the I lowercase? It's really irritating me. <laughs> I think it's cool. I like that. Yeah, the lowercase i style. Yeah. It's a style. Yeah, it it's makes the title stand out, I suppose. The idol master. <laughs> You're the idol master. You're the one who controls all the idols. You're the one who. <clears throat> so I'm looking. I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at the, the little poster art here on Anime Planet. That's the site I'm on now. And there's one, two, three. Uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, thirteen, thirteen girls on this there's thing. <laughs> so is it, so I guess there's just a ton of characters. 
There are, uh, like, I mean, in the Cinderella Girls, how many fucking idols are there in Cinderella Girls? 152, There's... if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god, why? <laughs> because how it's would a you even game. keep up with all okay, that? Okay, look, the first one, uh, the first idol master, which is from an arcade, it will, it will be an arcade cabinet, you'd buy a card, which would be your producer card, which is basically a business card, you would put in the machine okay. and that would hold your save. Uh, you'd have... Interesting. How many idols? Nine? In the original? Yeah, around uh, nine. Nine or ten. Yeah. I think it's ten. Uh, ten idols, excluding Miki Hoshi, Takane Kujo, and Hibiki Gahara. And you choose one of them, or multiple of them, and produce them. So it wasn't a rhythm game. It was it there was a rhythm element, but it was more of an idol raising project. That is the name. That is the name of a show. Hey, uh, it's yours for the original magical girl raising project. Uh, anyway, right. Uh, so you'd start producing her and finding jobs and making her train. At the end, you should have a million fans. If you had a million fans, your idol would uh, become a how it's called the the best idol there is. Anyway, an elite idol and would make a show for million fans in the Budokan. If she failed, she would say, "I failed. My life is basically over. I'm retired. Thank you of everything." And then she would have <laughs> oh this God. very sad concert. <laughs> Only for the closest closest fans. That was heartbreaking. That broke my heart so hard. And the pro and the problem is the game would reset, and that idol would be retired. So you couldn't choose her anymore. <laughs> so you're like, oh no, I f I fucked up really bad. Oh no. <laughs> Regardless, uh, then you have uh, in 2007 you had Idol Master Shinoglossi. In Idol Master Shinoglossi, you already had Idol Master Chu. You had Idol Master. There's an Idol Master between both of them. But then you have Idol Master 2 and a bunch of Idol Masters. Then in 2007, I think, or 2006, they decided, let's do a giant robot show with the Idol Master for characters. Welcome yeah. to Sunrise. Welcome <laughs> to Sunrise. <laughs> but uh. then after that, they, they did the first Idol Master, which has a. A very interesting story is more a small company. Just like in the game, you need to raise the idols, become bigger. Half of the show, they kind of succeed. And then you have Haruka, which is the main character, kind of asking herself, I became an idol. I'm successful now. What do I do? This is what I dream, but I'm not satisfied. And she starts becoming very <sighs> depressed about it. Uh, after that... You had the mobile game, boom. And for that, you, they, they created Idol Master Cinderella Girls and Idol Master <laughs> Million Live. Both of them were Idol Master Million Live. It wasn't a Bandai game, and you you need a you need it because it 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 it's not online anymore. You needed a an email from a certain company it was it was a mess uh but then you had those both games they were dungeon crawling 
quad fighting games uh, <laughs> where you would go out and with a team of idols you'd scout get random idols in the map at the end of a of a dungeon you would fight one of the idols that would uh, that would be the boss you could also uh, fight other people online and you have a skill tree and then you have skill points and then you have training and points and customization the game is a mess i played it uh, <laughs> when the game was three years old in 2015 they released the the anime idol master cinderella gross and that's what Tori watched which follows kind of the same structure of the first idol master anime but in this case kind of the company is huge the company is huge there's dozens of idols and then you follow mostly this group of idols called in there they are in the cinderella project uh and one of them is shimamura uzuki which is basically a failure uh and the pressure to become a top idol the name is top idol start growing on her because she cannot advance she i think we talked about it in the wife episode she's the most average person that ever existed so everyone around her is growing is becoming better idols but she's staled so the pressure start building and she doesn't know how to do it and start becoming depressed as like depressed as well so it follows the same kind of structure both both anime Mm, kind of but i mean obviously uh as you can tell especially with cinderella girls uh it sure obviously has a lot of uh inspiration from cinderella uh and that's kind of the entire thing that's <laughs> no, why literally no not, not even i know right but not even the fact that not even just the fact that it's na- their name cinderella and they're trying to be cinderella you have the whole like fucking when the clock strikes midnight thing you have the fact that fucking Mishiro Pro, which is their production office, it is literally a castle. <laughs> a modern type, ca- modern type castle, which is, you know, just a giant office building. But still, they have everything there. And it is not even just, it's not even just one giant building. It is a fucking, they, they own that entire goddamn block. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's huge. And, you know, Cinderella Project, essentially, what I think is funny, especially with the uh, Cinderella Girls, is... The uh, the producer, because <laughs> like I said, I asked again. I wonder who the hell they they got as like inspiration for this producer from, because he is uh, very large and very intimidating. But you know, not because it's mean; it just has this mean look, and he's big, but he's very quiet, and you know, his scouting technique is not very good. He gets questioned by the police a lot. For bothering, you know, high school girls. <laughs> and uh, he is... Naturally. Uh, as one does. And, you know, he is... As one does. <laughs> and, you know, when he tries to hire them, he kind of gets his, gets what's coming to him. Because, what does he say? Like, when he talks to Shimamura, for example. Uh, she is the most average person in the world. But she has confidence in one thing and one thing only. Her smile. So when he hi- hires her, or when he re- recruits her, he sa- when she asks, why, why me? I'm a failure. I failed at the the uh, Cinderella project audition before. Why are you she, picking she me? She failed now? in a bunch of auditions before. Let's let's make well, it clear. Well, in, in the in the series, she only has she's only failed once before. Uh, but like, uh, she asked why, and he says because of your smile. 
This makes her very happy because, obviously, like I said, she is very confident in her smile. Of course, when he tries to get Rin uh, and uh, was Mio. Her, uh, uh, Mio, when he tries to get her as well, uh, them as well, what does he tell them? Well, he hired them because of their smile. Turns out that actually he's hiring everyone because of their smile because apparently he likes smiles. <laughs> he's a thing for there smiles. You go. What, uh, what else wouldn't? What, 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 why wouldn't you? Who, yeah. who hates smiles? I do. <laughs> nah, but it's and, you know the series as well. It kind of just uh, it works to try to tell you know the store uh, a bit of the stories. You have a lot some of the stories from games, but obviously they've been modified and changed for anime purposes. And uh, they try to tell the story of the story of these idols, and uh, as well as you know show you. I was about to say light-handedly, but not at all, actually. They do it pretty heavy-handedly. The game, and how the game works, and game mechanics and whatnot. Everything from the login bonus to energy drinks to... So, you know, if you don't know the game, you might be feel... It might be a bit weird when all of a sudden the secretary just shows up and then she's like, Yeah, I'll fix everything for you. And then she walks down and she's like, Actually, I forgot something. Walks back and just slams fucking energy drinks on the table for you. It's like, what, huh? (laughs) 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 What's the point of this? (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, a lot of game references. The first Idolmaster had had that too, uh, obviously, because, believe it or not, they are advertisements for the game. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I believe it. You do? Really? I do believe it. You're the first. Just me, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Now, nah, but what, uh, especially what the Idolmaster anime does... Because like I told you, what was it? There was like a, over 150 idols. Yeah, some uh, crazy absurd number. Yep. So, uh, the good thing, the anime does not focus on 150 idols. <laughs> no, the, only the anime focuses 12, primarily... Yeah, the anime primarily, like, your route in is obviously uh, Uzuki, uh, Shimamura, uh, as well as Shibuya-Rin and uh, Mio. She, uh, Honda Mio. They are they are essentially your trio, the the main trio, if you will, from for the series. They are which they are by the, the way the three idols they offer you at the beginning of the, the game. Yep. So they work at they work as the poster uh, for this entire series. They also work to represent the three different, uh, or at least at the time, the three different, which is like what was it? Cool smile and no cool, cool cute and passion. And passion. Yeah. Passion idols. Those are three different idols you could get. Uh, I think did they change that? No, they never changed. No, I know they added something. I just wasn't sure if it was another. Uh, anyways, but yeah, and then you have the other idols, which take us as thirteen in total, which all represents uh, different. Well, not different, but they all have their own. They all have their own thing going. And as with them as their main focus, the series kind of go around and showing you know them trying to become idols and. The struggles they deal with, and kind of who they are, try to show off a bit of their personality and whatnot, and just generally—it's just generally cool to watch. Yeah, it's the like, other a hundred and forty like, something idols appear in the background, which is very cool. Yeah, they do. A lot of them are voiceless, so they kind of just there. As Nana has a part in the fucking anime, <laughs> or so fucking happy. But that is a spoiler. <laughs> I hate her. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, this is no, when I the mean, bloodbath starts now? This is when the bloodbath <laughs> no. starts, yeah. 
So that's, what it, what is what is the whole? I mean, I get it, but for the audience here, what is the whole appeal behind Idolmaster? Why why is why is Idolmaster as popular as it is, or I not as because, popular compared to something like Love Live? I think because it is dark. It is a little dark, and in, in the in the edges. If you don't if you don't pay attention, it will be a normal one. Uh, mm-hmm. If you play the game, especially you you realize how dark it is the first one the fucking idol start crying and say you thank you for everything but i i disappointed you and now i'll be retired and goodbye and she goes away from the game i'm i'm panicking hold on (laughs) it was too traumatic for me (laughs) in this game the antagonist let's let's pull that she's the ceo of the of the company and she's a better antagonist uh, if compared to the first one. Because the guy in the first one, yeah. he just wants the the production company of the idols done because he, he hates the, the company. This one, she's yes. like, we need, we have a lot of idols. We don't need a lot of idols. A lot of those idols, they are uh, old they don't serve any pro- purpose to us anymore, so we need to get rid of them. Yeah, especially, especially the... she is more of the, like, you know, the typical CEO but type. It, she it is, makes sense. She, is, makes she sense wants immediate saw. results. She wants immediate results and kind of just, you know, if you can't put up, we are not going to keep you around. Whereas the uh, the producer, the guy that we follow, you, essentially, uh, he, is, um, right. he is kind of, you know, he has plans for them. He wants to highlight their smiles. He wants all of them to be happy and to do what they want. He wants them to find meaning in uh, meaning in their lives. He wants he wants to help them. But obviously, he is he is not bad at what he does. But it's just that his way of doing things usually takes time, and he he doesn't want to like he want one of the first things that happens is after they gather all the idols after he has got shot enough to get the idols that he wants. <laughs> um, he uh, <laughs> he uh, like. He try. He goes to. He's going to debut them, but he doesn't want to date. He only debuts some of them at a time, and he wants to make sure that they're ready to be debuted. And this obviously caused some conf- conflicts because some people are like, why should they debut and well, not us? We want to debut. And then it's like, no, we'll, it'll happen all in due time. It'll happen, and then nothing kind of happens. As well as you know, being the socially awkward guy he is, he doesn't really ever say anything to them about anything. It's kind of just, it's it's in the planning stages. It's in the planning stages. It's in the planning stages. Uh, so I see a pattern here. <laughs> I know he says a lot of things often, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's essentially. I almost like to say as well. It's kind of like showing different different playing styles as well of the game. It's almost like showing me versus Hickey. Hickey takes his time with his idols. When Hickey's fucking re- racing his bond, he is grinding with them. I just throw them in the fucking room and give them candy. <laughs> You're not useful to me. Get out of here. <laughs> throw them in the room and give them candy. Yeah, that raises okay. their uh, that raises their bond. <laughs> they start loving me after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will love me after coaching. I give you this candy. I'm coaching them. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching them and. Say, look, let's play this master in master difficulty, and you're gonna give me plus seven every time. I need 300 bones points, but that is fine. It's gonna take me a few days, maybe weeks, but you know what? This is the best. Tori's just like, you get this candy. 
awaken done go to the dormitory <laughs> never sees the fucking <laughs> light of day again <laughs> yeah that's the best way of yeah, playing like, there's, but, I don't but have time there I don't have time for all of them god there's too many <laughs> Uh, there's some dark elements. It's not about also the depression of a few, of few characters from time to time. Uh, in the game, yeah. if you have too many cards, you can you can have like you can get rid of them, uh, and like exchange for money, just like every card game. But in Idomaster, they make you the favor of calling the this option not selling but fighting. <laughs> so just fighting idols and they. The idols you fight are not money winning, but basically money you gain by saving up. <laughs> so like you have those kind of elements. It is very dark. It is a little bit grounded most time. It and right. it's it speaks to you. It's not grounded. Uh, it's not grounded in the same sense as Wake Up Girls, where there's like four seasons and mm-hmm. they're still on no idols. It's grounded to. Not only you can relate to it, Haruka in the first uh, idol master becoming an idol, becoming popular, and realizing, wait a second, everyone is busy now. We don't sit down and talk anymore. I barely see anyone. Uh, is this what an idol is? Is this what I wanted for my life? I was having fun before when people were here. We are gathering. We had parties and why not? Now I, I, there's weeks I don't see one of those girls. So she started getting very depressed, uh, thinking that what she chose for her life was the wrong uh, choice. In sure. Automaster Cinderella Girls, you have kind of the same feeling, where you see Shimamura sees everyone. Shimamura is a failure. Shimamura is trying to be an idol since like seven years old, they say. But she fails a lot of versions. And at 17 years old, which means like, 10 years after she started training to become an idol, she's scouted. She's not even, she doesn't even pass an audition. She's scouted. And in her unit, you have Shibuya Rin, which was scouted and never tried to be an idol whatsoever. And you have Mio Honda, which passed the first auction she did. So everyone around her started uh, becoming better, becoming more mature, and winning fans and everything as idols. But she she cannot even dance straight. And she's the one trying and trying since she was young. So that pressure starts building up on her. And she starts not going to lessons. She doesn't want to do anything anymore because she has this idea she's not good enough. Uh, then you have the then you, you have the pressure of Michiro, which is the CEO of a fucking huge company, and say, You're not giving me any results. We are wasting money with you. And that weights a lot as uh, as well so you know it's something you can identify yourself with I, I think that is also something uh that is popular with the anime with the games i think it's more the, the raising aspect of uh, having cheerful uh characters and trying to do your best to help the characters if it's the original idol master style games which shiny colors is in the same uh the same type of game or just doing your best to play the best song you can and perfect combo everything, although it is impossible and the game is sometimes unplayable, which will be the, the rhythm games. Okay, I follow you. Hi, I'm the Whip Master. 
Also known as Hoot. <laughs> no, it's fine. I follow, yeah, I follow you guys. Yeah. No, uh, so yeah, like, I think when it comes to the popularity of the anime, uh, a lot of reason is just, you know, well, uh, idols, obviously. People go crazy for <laughs> idols. But it is also Naturally, just kind of yeah. that, you know, you get closer in on them, you get to learn about who they are, you get to learn more about their characters. There are parts of this in the game as well. Obviously, you do have their own commutes, their own stories, so it's not like it's only related to the anime, but... But you need to know Japanese. Job. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the anime does a pretty good job of just kind of, like, uh, compiling, because obviously with a giant cast and a lot of time focused on the characters. It's not like they can focus on all the characters all the time. So that's why they usually go for each episode. Like like you said, there's like 13 idols. Uh, for each episode, they kind of... Not well, in this in Cinderella Girl's case, they have... It, it's two seasons, so they have a bit more time. But for the first uh, for the first one, they basically had time for a character an episode. Uh, this one has a bit more time and can interchange a little bit more. And sprinkle in parts of some characters in other episodes and whatnot as well. But it does, both series does a pretty good job of just uh, maintaining and at the same time kind of evolving each character without making it feel like this episode is this character, this episode is that character, and like ignoring everyone else in the meantime. There seems to be like a. It seems like everyone is progressing, even though a different character is the focus of the episodes. It seems like everyone is progressing at the same time. Except for Shimomura. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's, that again, that's, that's story. The point, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> of the, yeah. And also you have the animation. They don't use CGI. In the that is scene. a big one. The uh, also the, the hair movement is excel. Uh, you talked about uh, how it's hold its popularity against something like love life which is seems to be like the biggest thing it's not uh love life is not that big actually but whoever everyone who likes love life lives likes a lot okay um, I, thought, I, I was under the I impression they, it was I much think bigger they compared in the west it's the yeah. biggest <laughs> okay maybe that's yeah, what in, it is in then. japan either master is just unbeatable uh, aside from fate stuff <laughs> And oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Fade <laughs> idols. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, for example, I always say Love Live and Idol Master, they also compare the structure of the anime. Because the first Idol Master and Idol Master Cinderella Girls, they follow the same logic. The same goes to Love Live. Love Live and Love Live Sunshine have the same logic. Well, it's not the same logic. It's basically the same show. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a problem with Love Life. They they did the same thing again. Uh, you know, Idol Master, you can say they do the same thing again because they're still trying to become, you know, popular idols, but neither the show ends, neither of the shows kind of ends in the same place. And there's, yeah, I mean, there's a what whole lot is... that goes on as well. And there's, like, their roots are different. Their stories are different. They're... The problem with Love uh, with Love Life Sunshine was the fact that their stories weren't even different. Part of the point of Love Life Sunshine was that they would go were going to retrace the steps of Muse, which was the original school idol group. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Nah. it's very fun. Very fun. I recommend yes. playing Idol Masters in Star Starlight Stage. 
very fun rhythm game. Now they they have a augmented reality sort of thing. I can yeah, they do. I tried that. <laughs> also, million it's, live. Uh, interesting. Uh, play million, million live, live as well. Million live theater days. There's a nice little VR fun. experience for Idol Master. There is, but it's a shitty game. You shouldn't buy that. Yeah. Oh no, it is not. Yeah. It is not a good good time. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. But yeah, no. For me, it's I would definitely. If you're looking to get into a game, if you're looking to get into a smartphone game, a, a Idol Master smartphone game, I definitely recommend uh, Million Live Theater Days. Uh, wait, it's wait, a, wait. It's a lot of fun. Wait, wait. wait. Idol Master Singular Girls Starlight Stage. Million Live. I mean, theater I'm sorry. Days. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear quite well. <laughs> Million Live Theater Days. You know. The better one. Starlight State seen the <laughs> better one. Yes. Uh, Starlight Stage is the one that's been around for longest and have the most idols, as I think he said, with over 150. Uh, whereas Melee Live I still has... can't get over that number. Yeah. Melee Live has 50, including people from the original uh, two Love Live games. Uh, well, like but if you play Idol Master Sto- uh, Cinderella Girls, the Dungeon Crawler one, you also have the original girls. <laughs> you do. But, uh, no. <laughs> no. Nah, eh, that's probably, you know, Million Live is just a newer game. A lot more, there's a lot more uh, finely adjusted stuff in there. You have, everyone has character animation now. I love that. Everything is a fucking cutscene. I love that. <laughs> uh, there's just, there's a lot more. That's the best part. You can't beat this, Eki. There are two secretaries in Million Live Theater Days. Ooh. I, I just, know. I, 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 I told you we're not talking about the secretaries. You have Misaki I'm, and Kotori I'm in Million Life Theater days. You. I'm warning you. If you want a, <laughs> if you want a real challenge and see how the old Idol Master games played, you can play Shiny, uh, Shiny Days. Yeah, Shiny. That game so is what, what's the? I, I again, hard. I don't know. Much about Idol Master. What is this obsession with the secretaries? What what are they? Are they actual <laughs> the secretaries or what? They are the utmost waifu bait. They don't waifu bait a lot. Uh, in Idol Master, that is something interesting. Especially when you look at the, the models of the first idols. They're just yeah, they're very simple. I mean there's a lot of, there's a lot of simple idols. They you do, have especially a, sh- shiny colors. Well, not shiny colors. Uh, Cinderella girls, uh, Starlight Stage. Cinderella girls has a they bunch sure of, like, yeah. They sure like to appe- try to appeal to different fetishes. <laughs> There's so better that. that. Look, look at Zizen. <laughs> there, yeah, Zizen. You have the fan service one with the one the fucking. There's one with giant tits. She has like the fan service one. <laughs> a uh, bunch of yeah, like that. They have basically. You have a bunch it, it works of like Chunibyo and Gothic Lolita like, and Lollies yeah, and Kigurobis and shy people and cold people yeah. and drunks and everything. <laughs> yes, they work like but idols they do. Bait. They try to appeal to a certain group of people. That's why Starry yeah, Girls has they a lot of characters as well. <laughs> they don't waifu bait, but then you you look at nah. Chihiro, for example, and Chihiro Chihiro is with the mini skirt with a little. Cutting the side, the thigh highs, you know, she has a beauty mark in her face and she's always talking to herself alone and cheering her up by herself. Uh, so she like, she also sings very well, dance very well. Uh, so she's like, whenever I, I looked at Idol Mass and things of, think of Idol, uh, of 
or waifu bait, I think, of all these secretaries. <laughs> Wait, you you said Chihiro, and you described Kotori. Oh, are you fuck Chihiro? No, Chihiro also has the fucking. This is the problem. They wear the same thing, but Chihiro doesn't no, not wear exactly. the, the thigh highs. Chihiro, sure? no, she, she, wears she, wears the, she wears the mini skirt and doesn't wear thigh highs. They technically all wear well. In 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 a, in a million life, they're a bit more modest, modestly dressed. They don't have the mini skirts. They have like knee skirts that go down to their knees. And Kotori has lost her thigh highs, which makes me sad. But I'll, I'll <laughs> Kotori, deal with it. Misaki, Misaki is fucking great. Kotori was half of the thigh mini skirt. It was it was up. Yeah, but uh, she's also spending anymore. most of the time with you. It's the person you you usually hear more in the in the fucking game. Mm. So yeah, that's why they are very popular. And Kotori is the best. Uh, Misaki is the best. Kotori is nice. Fuck though. you! Oh god! Fuck you! Fuck <laughs> you! Fuck you so much! Kotori is the best. What I think she's the original. What I think is very interesting is the fact that when me and Hickey, we did a little bit of comparison of our top list of the top secretaries. And yeah, I saw, real- I saw that in the chat you were posting. It meant, meant at, it was Greek to me. <laughs> if you fuck it, if you change two, like the placements of two characters on that list, our list is the uh-huh. same. <laughs> you just need to arrange <laughs> two, two characters or two secretaries. Then you have Ken. We have the same list. No one cares yeah, about no, Ken. No one cares about Ken. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, Fujoshi out there who's going to be like, no, Ken is the best, but no. No, he's not. But no? <laughs> no, he isn't. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah. The secretaries, they're they're great. Like, again, they sh- the secretaries is definitely one of the characters you're going to be spending the most time with, because especially if you're in Million Life Theater Days, uh, in, the, uh, in the waiting screen or in the main menus, you can go to the different rooms in the theaters and you can kind of interact with idols, uh, with the idols that are currently present. Misaki, she is very often there and doing something. So whether she's actually she's always following talking to you, you or she is. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> so she can always, and you know, you have that nice, once you log in the first time for the mo- for the day, you have that nice sequence of you showing up at work, you walk through the door to the theaters and the idols are there and they're greeting you and somebody walks up to talk to you and sometimes, and then they do the same thing when they're celebrating their birthday. They make sure to remind you that, hey, it's my birthday today. And they even do that for the for the secretaries. The secretaries walk up to you and be like, "It's my birthday today." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh. Alrighty, guys. Unless you got something else to to add and say, I it think is, it's, it's the best. Uh, all right, I think it's time. It's about that time where I think it's uh, we're going to go into our anime review of the episode, which is out of master. <laughs> oh boy uh, speed racer guys all right let me play let me play the speed racer drop and we'll get into speed racer go speed racer go speed racer go speed racer go <sighs> tori and hickey we are gathered here today to talk about speed racer mach go 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 Mach go 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 indeed. Mach go go. Mach go go. Well, on that, I want to ask: Did you guys watch the dub or the no. sub first of all? <laughs> I watched the dub. It was the only thing I could find. Hickey, you watched the dub? 
I watched the dub. I watched the English dub. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? It's the only thing you can find. I. It's the only thing I could find, but I didn't look it up that much. I wasn't clearly care that much about the the, the thing. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. No, it does. <laughs> but it was fun. But it was fun watching the dub because they're like, Ugh. "Oh no, they're attacking you." Oh my god, they are attacking me. I should protect myself now. <laughs> like, yes. You've nailed what the English dub of Speed Racer goes. But let's uh so Speed Racer came out in 1967, so it is now our oldest anime we've covered on the Redley Fletcher cast. Uh, it has overtaken Ashita no Joe from episode one, 1970. Speed what? Racer drives the fabulous Mach 5 in race after race. Although the prize money isn't his true goal, he seeks to be the best racer in the world and to defeat the mir- the mysterious Racer X, not knowing that Racer X is actually his long-lost brother, Rex Racer. Whoa. Oh my god, that was spoiled for Just me. Whoa. Say, <laughs> this is bullshit. Because he was racing for the money for her father to uh, rebuild or build another core, which would be the Mark 5. Mark, oh yeah, Mark we'll, 6, we'll, we'll Mark definitely 6, get to that Mark part. 6. So, like, he's not yeah. racing. He was racing for the money. <laughs> he sure was. Yeah. The races don't take uh, place upon the boring circular tracks that one might expect. Instead, they tend to involve the countryside and rough and dangerous terrain. Countryside. Uh, <laughs> right. This is where the Mach 5's special features such as super traction tires and jumping struts come in very handy. Speed must also deal with villains ranging from unscrupulous racers to thieves and spies, but he has to help. He has the help of Trixie, his little brother Spritel, and the pet monkey Chim Chim along the way. I hate oh these names. I fucking hate <laughs> these names. Holy no, come shit! On. It's the no 60s. fuck you. The main character is no, called Gourmet Fune. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the, na- the names left uh, something to be desired, but, it was, you know, different times, different results. Uh, I didn't mind them too much. Quite goofy, but I, I, I do want to go back to the uh, the dub here for a second. Uh, oh, it was made by Tatsunoko pr- Production. So, no, uh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the dub was absolutely just corny as all hell. Uh, it was like voice acting was, was a brand new thing <laughs> for the time. It kind of was it. Might as well have been. I don't know when the dub was created, so <sighs> the dub was probably created in the '60s, right, right along with it. Uh, that so for those that aren't familiar with Speed Racer, if you it, you will immediately laugh and crack up to how corny and terrible it is because it goes something along the lines of, uh, "Racer X, who are you?" Oh, you remind me of my long lost brother who who, uh, who abandoned the family years ago. But Racer X, you are you you you're a brother to me. It's like what? We're approaching this act. We're approaching this active volcano. So let's drive of it. <laughs> you know that they do that in the Japanese too. So that's actually pretty faithful. Like, well, there you go. Brother to me. me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I when I was watching this, I you could actually take screenshots from it and just make fun of. Just everything. I the the mo, the one I had the most fun with was uh, when you're first introduced to Racer X, uh, Speed's long lost older brother, 
Uh, it cuts to Speed sleeping in his bed in his home, and Racer X is in in his full racing gear, mask and all, standing over <laughs> Speed, monologuing to himself. <laughs> <laughs> My best part of like the Racer X is like when uh, the pops, like the boss, right, the Speed Father, decides that Speed needs to run, become a racer. And so uh, oh. <laughs> Speed goes to uh, to the driving school, and he can do anything. Racer X just appears out of nowhere in his car, jumps out, runs, gets in Speed car, makes the course, bo- goes out of the car, runs back to his car, and go away. I'm like, holy shit, this <laughs> yeah. guy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and every yeah, and everybody's looking at him. No one's faster than Racer X. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What? what? Just some random dude comes in, crashes your party, and you praise him. <laughs> it's Masked Racer, guys. Get it right. Uh, Masked Racer. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so I have a list of the episodes here. We're did co- we only covering episodes 1 through 13. We're not going over all... Uh, how many episodes are there in the... Uh, 52. 52? Yes, 52. We're just doing uh, the first 13, because I think we would have gone a little bit crazy... Putting up with a show like this uh, that is as old as it is for 52 straight episodes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Don't you want to see the same episode 52 times? Uh, it does get a little repetitive, although there are some there are some shining moments in why this is popular, and I definitely totally see it. So, episode one is uh, introduced to the gang. Uh, you got you got the the father engineer who works for a company. Uh, he has plans for a new engine. And one of and the lead, I guess it's the lead engineer of the company, uh, is totally jealous of him, and he goes, "I don't need to look at these plans. It's impossible to make these. You can't do this. Uh, get out of here!" And uh, being a, a, a stubborn engineer as he is, he goes, "Well, fine. I'll just go make it myself." And then he gets home, and the uh, the wife goes, "Well, I guess you quit your job. Well, I guess you can do some real work around the house." <laughs> Lots of jokes like that throughout the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but of course, money is money is is a concern. But uh, the the show, as it's as it is in its uh, tone, it always plays off this serious moment, and then immediately on a dime, it'll just have all of them laughing like they don't have a care in the world, and then again on a dime. All right, now we got to address that serious issue again. So it always flips between the tones, just rapid fire. Uh, did you guys get get the feeling of that? That's what I got out of it. Nope. It was very quick. The dub yeah. was very the, quick. Uh, well, I mean, in the Japanese version, they try to stay uh, as serious as possible for uh, the duration of it all. The mm-hmm. exception to that, obviously, is uh, fucking uh, Kurio and Sanpei. <laughs> uh, that's the, uh, the little kid, his little brother and the monkey. Uh, they are obviously Kurio the ones and that, Sanpei. Well, yeah. I only know them as Chin Chin. <laughs> yeah, no, and uh, Kurio and Sanpei. They are um, they are essentially the they are the comic relief characters. They are always there to say something stupid or usually get hit. <sighs> yeah, very I didn't often. really. I didn't like. I didn't like those two at all. Not no. not one. Not one bit. Like everybody else, I kind of. Uh, they didn't, they, they were, they were fine, but these two characters, they reminded me of Jar Jar Binks. <sighs> yeah, in a way. 
I guess that's more accurate. It it reminded me of the gang of kids from Ashida no Joe, but worthless. (laughs) I I don't agree with that at all. Oh, so you mean the the gang of kids in Megalobox. Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's a better comparison. How about that? Yeah. (laughs) Segway into Tori's video. (laughs) Yes, let's talk about that. No. But the, this first episode isn't isn't too bad, actually. Uh, it, it creates reasons why, like, who Speed is. Uh, he, he has natural talent. It goes into um, why the dad doesn't want him to drive in the first place because his older brother was a cocky punk 18-year-old kid who had natural talent himself, but he didn't listen to advice. Like, hey, maybe you if you had some training, you wouldn't have taken that turn as... Uh, as as terrible as you did and wreck the car and almost kill yourself. And, of course, the punk kid goes, Well, fuck, uh, come on, it's just a car, I'm totally fine. <laughs> I'm not gonna listen to you, you're an adult, what do you know? <laughs> and he runs away from home. Uh, you know, not not the most uh, rational reason behind it, but he had... He, the dad basically goes, you can't race again until you get trained, and he goes, well, that, that requires effort. <laughs> that requires effort, so I'm gonna run away and actually put in that effort. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and then he's trying to tell Speed to do the similar thing. It's like, well, you don't get ahead of yourself. Don't be a stupid kid. You don't see the comparison here, Racer X? No? Can't swallow your pride and just go home? Well, but even, even better, we need, to talk about, we need to talk about the Mach. We need to talk about the car. We need to talk about the fucking... The, all, the, uh, all the gadgets. That's what everyone cares oh, about. Oh, yes. Here. Yes. So, the, the way I was looking at the show, because I... As a kid, I watched the Hanna-Barbera cartoon Wacky Races a lot. If you guys are familiar with that? Nope. Yep. Yes, I am. So, okay, so... Uh, You're not familiar with is. Wacky uh, Races? No. Oh. Wow. So, Tori, Damn. Wacky Races is is a was a cartoon show with a lot of the Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters. Yogi Bear, uh, Penelope Pitstop, uh, Captain Caveman, uh, and the like. And... Um, they would all have a, a kooky car that would match kind of the show that they came from. So, um, and there would always be an evil villain, Dick Dastardly and, and Snively, the, uh, his dog. I think it was Snively. Uh, I could be mixing up with another evil dog from another cartoon show. But regardless, Dick Dastardly would always try to interfere in the race to get him to win more. So when I was watching Speed Racer here, and naturally I, lost, I, I watched Speed Racer as a kid. Uh, it was on TV. Um, but I haven't watched it think, in like 25 years. So I mean, <laughs> I think everyone watched Speed Racer as a kid because Speed Racer was remade so many times. There's even a, a Hollywood movie. I did not. The Hollywood did movie, you, I Have you watched I didn't the movie, it, actually? Least? The movie was fine. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Is I it arguably know. the best anime movie of all time? Maybe. Live action? <laughs> Maybe. I have never seen any Speed Racer before. You know why? Wow. Now that you, now that you touch that sub- subject, you might actually. Are. I mean, you have <laughs> Samurai X live action. They are very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Americanized uh, anime live action. How about that? Okay. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, it might be actually shit. <laughs> I'll have you think of all that. <laughs> But this is interesting, so uh, the evil engineer of the company, going back to what episode one introduces it to, the evil, the the engineer that's jealous wants to steal the plans, yeah, kind of expected, Uh, and the father uh, destroys the plans and hides them on a windshield of the car, and Speed 
you know, wants to help his father build this new uh, engine uh, for the new uh, for the new racing vehicle. Um, it's kind of ironic since he doesn't actually want his son to race, so I don't know what the true purpose is other than he can build it. <laughs> uh, so Speed, Speed gets the idea to uh, from Trixie. This is another theme in the show where everyone influences Speed. He doesn't seem to make his own decisions ever. <laughs> it, it's like peer pressure the anime. <laughs> Trixie comes in. Uh, he goes, man, I need the money. Uh, you know, I think I'll maybe I'll get a part time job or something. No, Speed, you should get into this race and risk your life. No, but Dad said I shouldn't. But come on, Speed, come on. You know what, Trixie, you're right. I'm going to enter that race. <laughs> All he needs is a windshield for my car. <laughs> and that is the actually the on. dubbing. That's actually just like how they sound at the dubbing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, uh, I hate this. Holy fuck. And all the yeah, enemies, all the all the villains and enemies have just fantastically corny, terrible names, such as uh, Skullduggery, uh, well, uh, Snake Oily, <laughs> or Snake, snake Oils. Oil. Snake Oil. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense again because Japanese names as well. Oh, uh, they're all some... they're all punned out as well in the in the no, Japanese. No, not exactly. They usually always have the villains. Always usually have something that ends with Oni. Or starts mm. with Oni, so they're all monsters. Okay, <laughs> uh, and and that's that's the that's the more or less the theme. There's always something. Uh, is it you're introduced to something? It as uh, speed. Either a race is coming up that he's entering, or he needs money to enter the race. Uh, <laughs> does he ever actually get money? Nope. No. I don't think the show ever shows it. He he won a race. He did, and, and then he decided but they to, was disqualified. to donate. Or it was no one. He was disqualified. The other one, he decided to donate the the money because th- that's what I said. He's racing to get money to help his father to build a Mark Six, but he never but gets where do they the money. Get, where did they get the money to even enter the race in the first place when no one works? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> uh, but like he never gets the money and like after episode four they decided the money doesn't matter anymore <laughs> right yeah it's really weird so um so that's episode one uh windshield ends up getting destroyed <laughs> which is really funny and then because the, the dad's all upset um that he put the plans on like in the windshield that the windshield, and, he, and he's all upset that Speed's in the race, and and uh, you know the the guy's gonna get the plans and and take his uh, take his engineering design. Then Speed just destroys the windshield, and he goes, "Ah, it never mattered anyways. I got them all up here in my noggin." <laughs> like what? <laughs> then why were you all? Why did you do that in the first place? Then <laughs> well, no one can steal it. Duh. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I thought it was a decent intro- introduction. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, I think it was very... The first episode, I think it was very 60s. <laughs> really? Not only in style. <laughs> yeah, not only in style and or, or everything. Uh, they packed so many... Like, so much story in one episode. In the first episode. Yeah. Uh, they, they told... In the first episode of Speed Racer. 
a story that would take at least 13 episodes for a modern anime to tell. Right. Uh, that is very common in 60 animes. Uh, if you go on YouTube, you can find the first episode of uh, Astro Boy. And it's the same thing. In the first episode of Astro Boy from 1963, uh, Toby, which I don't remember the name in Japanese, I remember the name in sure. the, the dub version. Toby gets angry, uh, uh, gets angry with his father, goes out with, with the family car, slams the car in a brick wall, dies. <laughs> the show, the show fucking shows the, the doctor holding the dead body of Toby and crying. Uh, guy oh, yeah. gets crazy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Guys get crazy, goes to the lab, create Astro Boy, says he will be the best father in the world, reject Astro Boy, Astro Boy goes to a circus, uh, work in the circus, the circus catch, catches on fire, uh, Astro Boy <laughs> save everyone, Astro Boy gets home, doctor says please forgive me, Astro Boy doesn't forgive him, but he, but then he forgives him, but the doctor doesn't want Astro Boy with him, so Astro Boy goes live, living with this other doctor. That's all in the first episode. Crazy. Well, it's funny how you mentioned that Astro Boy had, uh, you know, a big fire interrupts and, or erupts and uh, uh, he has to save everyone. There, there's a lot of similarities there in Speed Racer. You can definitely tell the influence because uh, yeah, no, any, any race the first of speed... speed race. The first episode of Speed Race, the father goes to tell the, the the planes, it got disqualified, he's fired, Speed is training, he doesn't want to be a pilot because if his father doesn't <laughs> right. want, plot, 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 and then there's this uh, detective guy who wants to steal the planes, and then you have all the drama with the racing, and then you have Speed finally in the race, <laughs> and then you have the drama outside the race, and then you have the confrontation in the race, and then at the end you have the... In another story, it is a lot. There's also there's a lot of story packed in each episode, which leads to a bunch of problems like characters appearing out of nowhere, hence Masked Race <laughs> X appearing out of nowhere, but also rivals just popping out. They just they just appear out of thin air. <laughs> it's real quick. Like uh, in the, in one of the later episodes, uh, we covered the one with um, uh, Snake Oils. He just, he just, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, Speed is training for an upcoming uh, race, the the most dangerous race, by the way. It's always the most dangerous race. Everything's the most, like, going over dangerous pass, the most dangerous pass you'll ever come across. <laughs> I love that. I Snake Oil it. just comes up with it. He goes, Speed, I hear you're the most, uh, you're the best racer in the world. Well, you're going to have to challenge me. Ha ha. <laughs> what the fuck did you guys watch? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> the dub. <laughs> we watched the dub. Ha ha. This, 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 I, I don't even know where we are anymore. This, oh, it's it's that one race where the cars need to jump through cliffs. Yeah, they need to jump okay. over the cliffs. There's a big, the, there's that, a big the devil's gouge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I know. I know. What the fuck? I, it is called. It's not. It, it's not even simple. It's the holy shit. It's not even remotely. Uh, the dub is amazing. It is called the, the most. Yeah, the episode. Amazing. The episode title is called the most dangerous race. Yeah, the most. Yeah. The great alpine role. race. Yeah. Ah <laughs> oh, man, the East Alps. Motherfucker! I like this. This is kind of problem because 
<laughs> I fucking I I hate the fucking everything I hear about that this goddamn dub. Now I hate dubs in general. And I'm not. <laughs> and this is not me saying, oh, you should totally listen to the Japanese one. It is so much better. No fuck, this is still the sixties. Sixties. The Japanese dub was fucking horrible too. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. It's not that much of a difference, but at least shit made goddamn sense. No, come on, it made perfect sense. It's like, it's like you guys talking about fucking, oh, speed, he gets fucking, uh, he gets peer pressured into doing stuff. No, he didn't. He never got. <laughs> he wants to do everything he's doing. That's why he does it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, he wants to be a racer, but, like, whenever it comes to a decision, it's always based on, like, someone antagonizing him or peer pressuring him into no. something. No, yeah. no, they don't. Well, what do they do in the dub then, or the sub then? They talk to him. They're like, "Yeah, you should totally enter this race." And he's like, "Yeah, I should." There's like, there is no, there's no like, I, there was no, like, I'm gonna get a part time job. It's like I want to be a racer. It's like, yeah, you should enter the race. Yes, I should enter the race. No, he he wasn't money. gonna enter the race because his dad didn't want him to do it. No, he just doesn't listen to his father. Yeah, it's because Trixie told him to do it anyways. And there's he goes, no Trixie. Yeah, okay. Fuck. He listened to there's it. There's no goddamn Trixie, Mitchie. <laughs> He, he listens to to oh that that explains why she has an M in her in her shirt. <laughs> yes. You know what uh, it doesn't explain. Uh, you know what it doesn't explain. Where the fuck did she get the license to pilot a fucking helicopter as well as a plane? What does she do? I mean, do? I I thought I thought you were going to raise the point of the monkey, but okay. No, fuck uh, the monkey. I don't care about the monkey. No, Dude. you don't want to fuck the monkey. That's bad. You'll get diseases. Parents, <laughs> parents who dress the younger kid with the same clothing as a monkey are not are not good parents, in my opinion. <laughs> no, I mean he's I retarded, so, so it's fine. It was the '60s. You had to. You have to. If you have a retarded kid, you have to make fun of him. <laughs> You have to dress him up like a chimpanzee. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the introduction to Racer X, the masked racer who is totally not Speed's long-lost older brother. Clearly not. They never say that every single episode or whenever Racer X appears on screen. No, 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 no. Did you realize the dub, in, in the dub version, the narrator would say the same thing ever, every single time when uh, the Masked Brace, Brace X would appear in the screen. And then Speed yeah, would, would repeat. He's like, who is that masked man? <laughs> yeah, who is his long-lost brother? He's racing. And then Speed's like, oh my god, Masked Brace X will remember me of my brother. He's racing in the same race as me. I was like, yes. <laughs> the narrator just, just said that. You don't need to repeat him. <laughs> <laughs> that was every episode. It's just every great. single time. <laughs> every single time they would narrate a lot of the things they were doing. <laughs> so the uh, episode. So this is what I did like about the show, where there was a lot. There's a lot of two part episodes, so it gets you invested in the the uh the plot that's happening within these two episodes it gives it a, a nice amount of time it gets me invested into into the race uh much much more in that realm uh, same <laughs> realm of interest as initial d got me into the most dangerous race e- even the even the stupid one with the with the mammoth car with that was 200 no, that was, yards long that was, cool. <laughs> that was so cool oh, i was laughing so i was hard. like this is the most ridiculous uh but like the Alpine race, it, I I I think 
Yeah, it was it was on it was on the side of corny. It is the '60s, but for the sense of uh, danger and how the characters actually treated the race as it being dangerous and that wacky race kind of uh, mentality behind it, where every car seems to have a special ability, especially the Mach Five, which we should get into uh, right after I, I finish saying this, is. <clears throat> Uh, they, 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 the, the show did, uh, put things into, uh, whether it's driving in the elements, uh, wind, uh, rain, typhoons, um, volcanoes with them erupting or, or, uh, uh, the, the ground being changed because of the rain. Like it, it did do those things. Landslides, uh, occurring. They, they know they're passing through the dangerous pass and that's where it always happens and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it, I I I actually enjoyed it. It didn't it didn't come across as the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it was entertaining. So let's talk about the let's talk about the Mach Five itself because that's what the show is at the end of the day. It's Mach Go 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 Go. Mach Go Go Mach Go Go. So, Tori, what what tell us about the the gadgets in this car and apparently how all the uh, oh, you, stereotypical oh, mobsters of the 50s also had gadgets in their car via James Bond. <laughs> I thought you were going to do that. You're just going to spring that shit on me. I don't fucking remember. I know. I don't remember the fucking order of it. Like, I know there's A, B, C, D, F, G. Uh, the G. Oh, yeah. They all. Yeah, there was there was letters on a steering wheel all accustomed oh. to a button that had a special ability for the car. Which is related to what, what it is or what it's called. Uh, the... Uh, like, G was the gizmo go, the mascot of the car, with the camera, remote mm-hmm. control camera. Uh, was it A that was the jumping? Yes. I think so, yeah. A was jump. Uh, and the... Um, the B was the B tread was, tires, I yeah, think. Belt. Uh, shit, you had the chainsaws for sawing through the force, because <laughs> obviously that works. Um, Absolutely. Don't you know that's how that's how physics works? Uh-huh. I mean, I love Definitely. it, I love it, though, because at first, when they introduce it, what they introduce it, it's like, oh, it's used to cut through tall grass and whatnot, and I'm like, yeah, alright, fair enough. I mean, it'll still fucking cloud up your goddamn windshield and whatnot, but at least I understand that, you can cut that, that's fine, cut the tall grass. But then it's like, no, we can also use it to cut trees, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- so I I was I always liked uh, whenever we pull out a new gadget, I go, okay, so the homing uh, little plane comes out from the top of the uh, top of the hood. It's like okay, the chain the the the, the chainsaw blades <laughs> come out from basically where the lights come. Uh, you got a submarine thing as well. Yeah, but you have a submarine thing, which they which they totally explain simply by showing a picture of a uh, the most basic pump tube. you can imagine. <laughs> it's a gas tube. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like oh uh, sure, and then it also has realized, a periscope that comes up. Something. I just I just fucking realized something. Uh, there's also one gadget that is like the the cover, and it's bu- yeah. bulletproof. But the windshield yeah, bullet, is not. Yeah, it's bulletproof. Yeah, the wind the windshield's not bulletproof, but the the convertible co- bulletproof cover is. What do you mean it's not bulletproof? Yes, it is. No, no it's, the, he's the, the original it. windshield gets shot up and smashed. Well, the the one with the uh, you were talking about the one with the the blue rays or the uh, the blueprints on, right? 
Right. On. Yeah, because after that, he gets shot in the fucking windshield multiple times and nothing happens. <laughs> then he just so, yeah, the windshield like is a... also bulletproof. <laughs> but he, he also smashes it just like a normal normal glass. Yeah, yeah don't you know that's how bulletproof things work? Have you seen that? It's like, ah, no, I've got a bulletproof that's, proof glass. That's Doesn't matter, I have a knife. Let me stab you through it. <laughs> it's not knife proof. That's, that's not at all. That's not at all. Uh, also, they, it has strobe headlights. Who the fuck needs strobe headlights? It's to see yeah, it's, better. It's, it's, see better? What? <laughs> that's not how, that's not, yeah, that's not how light, light lights work. Uh... So, uh, it, a lot of the cars had a lot of these special abilities. Uh, it seemed every race, the main rival, uh, would also have a special ability with the car. Uh, the the mobster uh, was quite funny, uh, where Speed's chasing him because the mobster, the whole purpose to this particular episode was he comes across an old man, old man goes, oh, my dad... Um, had the special Model T engine. He put a code on on it, and it's like map coordinates, which had one of my many favorite lines in the show where it goes, where Speed goes, uh, yes, there were coordinates on the map, so we can follow it on a map. <laughs> <laughs> so we can look at the terrain, which is on a map. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I just love the dubs so much. It's so good. And I go, <laughs> and I go. They were literally just like six numbers. That doesn't tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not even enough for UTM coordinates, buddy. But whatever. And Except they get it, the, if you yeah. have it on a map. As long as you say map three times, you'll find it on a map. <laughs> so that led. Uh, so that led to the mob boss um, following along and. Uh, he gets. He ends up getting the the little prize money that they get from uh, Vulc- uh, uh, the ground in the vol- uh, around the volcano. Um, so, speeds chasing him, and the mob boss's car has like three only three buttons. So he has an oil slick. Uh, didn't use another button. Um, and we don't know what the I don't remember what the second one was. But point is, he go he go no he uh, he lights it on fire. That's right. And <laughs> speed just goes through it, no problem. His solution to that was the bulletproof glass <laughs> going over him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so then he he goes, oh, fire doesn't work. Well, let's see if water will. So he just drives over a lake and he and he doesn't push a button because I figured he was put he would push a button. It, it makes his car a hovercraft. He, in, oh. immediately didn't happen he can just uh, on the water he just drives on the water no problem while speed goes and the car immediately sinks into the floor <laughs> and that's all where those... we see the the pump the the pump in the back <laughs> it's all those fucking uh gadgets you know they're heavy <laughs> yeah they all the gadgets where we don't know where they actually fit into the Mach 5 <laughs> they don't <laughs> they just appear so yeah. a lot We're a lot go. of like suspension of dis- disbelief of just fun Kookiness. No, uh, definitely yeah, need to be about had the gadgets, for sure. The, the saw blades are the best. There's this one piece where the guy's like, "Where do you hide the guns in your car?" And he's like, "There's there are no weapons in my car, though. dude. You have two huge chainsaws in that car. Two giant saw blades. <laughs> Those are weapons. <laughs> I love the one where they tried to fucking. Uh, like I love the one where they tried to spy on fucking on the mammoth car. 
when they use the gizmo oh, go. And it's just like, we can use this to record. And they fucking take this fucking ginormous <laughs> fucking old camera and tape it on top. And I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. They, they, they fucking shoot it. They get it back and shut up. They noticed. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, they noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking ginormous. Oh, the 60s. They are so great. Yeah. Uh, so many drugs and shit. There was there there they were they were correct uh not in the physics so to say because a, let's face it a 200 yard vehicle with 500 horsepower isn't going to be enough to make this vehicle go 500 miles an hour. <laughs> no, but you don't understand. They were essentially all their all its own car. They're just Espe- different cars put together to make one long one. Yeah, especially if the whole thing is made out of gold bars. <laughs> oh my god. That shit would be so heavy. What was correct though was when it when uh, at the end of the race, uh, which they don't explain why the car needs to actually be in the race. <laughs> it doesn't <but laughs> to to smuggle it's... over. Uh, uh, hold on, let me let me finish the thought. Uh, so the whole car, this this whole two hundred yard car is made out of five hundred million dollars in, in gold bars, and uh, that's how and they spray painted it red so. Uh, to to make it across, um, but it ends up crashing into this like big big ass uh, oil tank propane yard. Of course, as soon as it hits impact, it immediately explodes and catches on fire. <laughs> right? Uh, yep. Naturally, everyone just runs out of this <clears throat> blaze, including Speed, <laughs> carrying yeah. carrying the the child and monkey. And uh, then it, I was like, I wonder if they're gonna show the car melting. And yeah, it shows it melting and f- very well animated from 1967, I must say, of it uh, of the gold melting. Um, and I go, yeah, that's accurate because uh, the geologist says I am. Oh, I go, yeah, yes. gold, gold will melt at 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit. The gold melt if it expose it to fire. <laughs> oh, that is well. Accurate. No, it's 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 the fire uh, mixing with the propane and the uh, in the oil which that reaches temperatures of around 3000 uh, Fahrenheit uh, to, uh, at least that's what I think and gold will melt around 2000 so it gold would melt in that temperature so I'm like all right they're pretty accurate there but then there's like taking from the alpine I think it was the no it was that same race where speed is pushed off course and he's falling no different race I'm mixing races up uh, I'm thinking of the, uh, is it the classic car? The last one? Is it the last race with the, with the revenge story? Where no. Like, no, he, he, he fought the mechanic. So he was with the, the old. It's, it's, it's the one where speeds, brakes don't work in the car yes, anymore. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's yes, the yes, one. Yes, yes. Okay, it is the one. So yeah. his brakes don't work in the car anymore. He's going backwards down a hill real hard, and the and the child lassos the car from a helicopter with just plain with normal, rope. Yeah, with a normal rope. <laughs> with a normal rope, and they and, tie it to the fucking bench, <laughs> and they tie it to the helicopter. So I'm thinking here, okay, this is going to end horribly for the helicopter, or the rope's just going to snap. No, no, it immediately stops the uh the co- the Mach 5 on a dime it does show the momentum of speed uh with a seatbelt breaking 
I hope he had a seatbelt on and it broke. I'm just going to assume that happened instead of they, Speed they just not used, having... It, they never he never used a seatbelt. Never, never used with, a seatbelt ever. Is up with, what is up with old anime and people not using seatbelts? <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real here, okay? That seatbelt wouldn't do much. It's literally one of those old like old ones where you got like your fucking square hole and you got that like fucking square metal piece that you just connect in there. That thing would fucking jump out the mo- the moment you fucking crash. Right, that's that what wouldn't... I'm saying. It's like speed just kind of fell out. Whatever. Uh, so he falls out of the car, but the helicopter is totally fine in midair. It doesn't like it doesn't show it going backwards. The rope's totally fine, dude. Who, whatever company made that helicopter and that engine in that thing? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm more I interested in whoever I... made the rope. That rope that <laughs> and the rope was, too. Yeah, that rope was that's strong. Some, some good yep. quality. It almost broke. They do show it, it almost, almost breaking. I thought it would break. I thought, and then, thought, like, I they thought just, too. They just they show it. Why did why did they show me that? If it didn't <laughs> To make you think it was gonna break and then they're like actually, actually he's safe. God uh, damn it. Uh, oh. I love the fact that no, no matter they how long me. breaks they take, because they took a fucking long break. Remember, this is a three day race. They think like fucking they go to sleep. The fucking go sleeps there. He fucking gets some rest. They fix up the car, and he fucking gets in that. And he's right back in it. He is fucking catching up to the leader already. It's like, oh, he's a minute behind. I, I, fuck off. He was half uh, yeah, a day it's, behind. It's like him fixing up his car, and he goes, My God, I have, uh, what was it? I have uh, 15 minutes to get to the race. And yeah. he's down to the seconds. I go, he better live, like, right next to the track. <laughs> No, but that now, sense sense of distance yeah. uh, and how far other cars are ahead. Just yeah, it's non-existent. <laughs> Three day race, but if you fucking sleep and rest for half the day, not even moving anywhere, you're still in the race. You're just a couple minutes behind. Don't worry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but uh, but but my favorite moment in the show is definitely during the uh, the most dangerous race, the Alpine race, where. They're at that cliff scene with Snake Oil, Snake Oiler, and uh, Racer X. There is, uh, of course, there as well because he, you know, he wants to be a good racer, but only save speed and murder everybody, <laughs> running them off the the course, making cars explode, people dying right there. The hench- henchmen of whoever looking onward at at their dead friends, because there's a lot of death and murder in this show, specifically from Racer X. Uh, but they're at the That's cliff. Racer. Uh, typhoon level of rain is happening. Uh, parts of the course have been taken out, so they have to go cliff jumping. Luckily, they are against uh, the uh, what is it? What are they called? The Carnival Squad? No, the Car ap- Acrobatic Team. That's what they're called. Yeah. Where they can do f- the car they can do barrel <laughs> team. <laughs> they do barrel rolls in cars midair, jumping from the cliff. They, have they, can wings. Even, they can even do four fifties and and they have wings. Uh, it makes and, sense. Yeah, cars have wings to make them aerodynamic enough to, to go over the cliff in proper way. So they draw lot. They're they're at there and they draw lots. And here's Snake Oiler going. Okay, uh, whoever gets to go first, you know that's that's going to be the 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 you're going to have the safest cliff jumping way because part you know the clay <laughs> the clay course isn't going to break away uh, until after you go. All right. Uh, here's Speed going, I don't know, guys, I don't think this is a good idea. And then Snake Roller goes, what are you, chicken? I'm not chicken. All right, draw those lots. 
Uh, what happened? <laughs> and Racer X goes, I gotta prove I'm the best, so fuck off. I'm taking those lots, too. <laughs> you... What, Tori? What's that's wrong? Not what, that's not what happened. <laughs> what happened? They were fucking, they were gonna, the people, no one wanted to jump because it was a death sentence. And then the fucking acrobats guy, he was, or the acrobats team, they were like, yeah, we're the best. We're definitely gonna do this. So they were oh, like, yeah, no. but to make it, but to make it fair, <laughs> let's draw lots on this. Which, you know, I love how they even point out when there's like, all the acrobats guys goes first and he's just like, well, no one can complain because this was a totally fair lottery. It's like, mm, yeah, absolutely. Sure. That was the same in the dub. Yeah, okay, but it's like fucking go. It's like I'm also in. I'm not gonna let you guys beat me. And it's speed racer, or not speed racer, or fucking mass racer. He's just like, hold on, I too am in. And they're fucking, <laughs> it's just like being being all cool and everything. And they're like, yeah, remember, the further back you are, the harder it's gonna be to be to make this jump. I mean, yeah. I wonder why they even bothered, because no one made it. <laughs> Literally, not a single person made the jump. Yeah, th- yeah, they all fucked up. Uh, Racer, What ends up happening is Racer X pretends his legs are broken. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's because uh, Gore can't see anymore. He got Th- that's what quote unquote mud in his eyes. No, 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 no. In the in the English dub, he he gets a concussion and he has oh hysterical blindness. <laughs> okay, I mean, to be fair to the dub, it's not like it's better in the uh, in the Japanese one. He gets mud in his eyes. The mud destroy or uh, the mud, but like because of the fall, because of everything, his eyeballs also take a lot of damage, and because of that, he's got temporary blindness. <laughs> Uh, no, on the English dub, in the English dub, he's yeah. he's like totally fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you just mentioned Tori something interesting. Uh, you said Mark or, or Go in, in the Japanese one. He says something yeah. in a cool tone. In the in the English dub, speed is never cool. He's always have this panic sound in his voice. <laughs> he's always Does kind he, of panicking every time. In the English dub. In the English dub, does he have his uh, trademark trademark thing whenever he's uh, starting up his car? Does he have his trademark saying? Which is? I, which is what? I don't know. What Does he say something whenever he's fucking accelerating after somebody? Whenever he starts up his car, whenever he starts racing? Oh, does he say I, don't, anything? I don't I don't. No, I don't recall. I don't God so. damn it! Just every like time he does that, up. every time he does that in the fucking Japanese one, he, go, he goes, Oh, Mitch, like, you need to get back in the race. Uh, you you need to get back in the race to catch the uh, catch the leader. It's like you're right, Michi. I should jumps in the car. Okay, let's set out. Go every time. Every time he accelerates, he starts the race. He fucking he goes, chases let's set somebody. Up, go. No, he just mm. goes go 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 oh. every time. It's like maybe it was just so minute. I didn't even notice. It's I possible. Fucking, you notice it all the time in the Japanese one. It's just like go 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 go. No, <laughs> no matter what, it's like oh. He could fucking every time when somebody's just like, oh, he's catching up. Well, I'm gonna accelerate and get away from him. It's like they're getting away. You're right. I need to. I need to drive faster. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The English dub was just so no, no. crazy the, the entire there wasn't, time. There wasn't anything. Yeah, there wasn't anything like that in the English one. Okay. <laughs> he was, he I, would I, just narrate what he needed to do, and he yeah. needs to have a catchphrase. God, <laughs> go. <laughs> It's funny because his name is Go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Mock. Go, go, go. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I had, I definitely had fun. Like, I don't know if I would qualify this as a great show, but it's definitely not bad for 1967. It, it's definitely in the, it's definitely 60s anime for sure. And I'm not faulting it for that and and how okay. how it looked. Uh, but I was definitely entertained. I got a kick out of the the English dub. I got a kick out of uh, just the 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 comedy to it. I don't know if it was intentional, but it sure felt like it. <laughs> hmm. Hickey, what what did you what did you uh, think about the show as a whole? Because it, it's pretty oh, hard yeah, to no, I... comment on animation and and how quality well, I mean, wise for the, for the sixties. That was that was a good animation. It had good I, animation. Yeah, I think so. It was it was it was the, even the to cars me. the cars would stretch and pull, like I would just bend to make a, a, a corner. The car would just bend and make the corner. Uh, <clears throat> no, the animation was good. I don't remember them like reusing animation at all. Oh no, they definitely did. Oh, they definitely did. I I, I swear I saw uh I, I swear I saw scenes taken from Heidi of the Alps, even though this came way before it. <laughs> I fucking I saw them fucking drive the same the same course, drive over that same rock like at least five times. Yeah, it's, there was there was quite there a bit were, of that. Yeah. So there was a lot of reasons. But like the thing that I'm that I'm curious about, because Speed Racers had a touch up late, uh, later, or many touch ups actually. Uh so the thing that obviously then immediately comes to mind is is this actually the original animation? It still Ooh. uses that limited animation, uh which is very common, which, you know, it's uh, Astro Boy and Whatnot, which was pioneered then, which was right. know, to cut, essentially just cut corners to make it possible to uh, be able to produce animation made for TV. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of those where it's just like characters, they're walking or they're going to do something and they're like, instead of actually walking, they're just skipping ahead like, uh, 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 here we are. <laughs> that's, uh, that's always a bit, but like again, it's it's a product of its yeah, time. But I, I can everything it. that. It's, it's from the sixties. <laughs> well, yeah, like it was the norm at the time. That's how they animated people. <laughs> yeah, I, All right. I thought music, music wise, <laughs> I guess the, the the same comment is valid to any point. It was the sixties. Yeah, uh, it was the sixties. I I think it was. The, the stories are fun. The stories are fun. No. Can give it a no. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> Tori, it sounds like uh, you hated it. What are your thoughts? What are your final I, thoughts? I did not like the show. That's for damn sure. Are you glad we only watched thirteen episodes? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is such a pro of its time that I'm just there. It's like I I there's nothing like like I said for the um, initial D episode as well. Racing does nothing for me. It is boring. Yes, even the death races are fucking boring because you know how it's going to play out, anyways. It's not fun. Hey, we so, saw many people die in this show. I thought that was sure the most did. hilarious part. I, I fucking loved how they were like, how they fucking for the, that final race or that fucking the, the Alps race. Um, the producer or the fucking uh, the producers of that uh, race, they were like, yeah, this is totally the, the appeal of this is how people die because we're making this. Literally a lethal race where most people will die. And then it's like fucking, then the storm happens. And then it's like, guys, we should probably think about, you know, another route for this race. And I'm like, <laughs> no! <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like, fucking, oh my god. And then you have the fucking acrobats, uh, fucking acrobat racers. 
I, I fucking, I almost started bursting out laughing when we got to see them and their leaders and their fucking cult. Yeah, I thought that cult. was hilarious. Yeah, cool. yeah. I love. Yeah, see, Tori, you enjoyed it. You were laughing. <laughs> uh, the, that was the only part. Those two were the only points I actually laughed. Aww. But that was just like fucking like. It's so bizarre. It's like, I was like, oh, yeah, they're a bunch of acrobats. No, they're a cult. They worship the fucking devil. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, well, yeah, you're not wrong. They also car- <laughs> They also carried the basically the dead body of Snake Oiler like away, and they go, we'll get revenge on you for this race. And he's oh. like, oh. <laughs> he wasn't dead. He was still alive. No, he was basically he was on the verge of death. But yeah, no, he, he was alive. He, he, he needs to come back and... Uh, uh, challenge speed to another race. I want to see what other crazy shit they're gonna get up to. <laughs> Worship the devil even harder. There was the there was the last episode where the guy wanted revenge because there was this uh, this trio driving group that killed his dad years ago, and he yeah, he kidnaps yeah, he his sister, knocks her unconscious, throws her in the car, drives the car via remote control, trying to run other, trying to a, run the racers off the road and speed. <laughs> I can I can I, I mean I'm just this is kind of one of those things that I fucking hate about dated shows, and that is that whole thing with him and his sister. First of all, his his sister she hides him this entire time. She pretends right. to not know anything, even though she actually actually does. And whatever, he's sick. Whatever the fuck they care was there. Oh, he was definitely excuse. sick. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, right? Shocking. And then he fucking takes her and kidnaps her, and he's just like, "You will do this for me." It's like, no, I won't. Okay, let me torture you until you say, well, not even yes. You don't need to say yes. I don't know why he, why he even bothered. It's like, <laughs> fucking, you're, you're remote controlling this goddamn car. She, she wasn't going to get out of it anyways. Like, why? <laughs> uh, whatever. But she basically just fucking <laughs> faints. And he's just like, yeah, let's. I'm going to race with you. You're going to race now. Whatever. Uh, so he, <laughs> he uses her. He uses her as a racer, even though he doesn't actually need one. Um... He fucking torture. He tries to kill people, and then it's like every even at the end when fucking uh, Michi, she is like uh, you know ghost girlfriend or girlfriend. Uh, she Trixie is fucking Tori. Come on, uh, get the English dub right. No, I refuse. <laughs> and she is uh, like she she fucking starts going off on this sister. She's like fuck horrible person, putting go in danger, whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, she's she's got a point. It goes like no. You need to calm down. She is also just yet another victim of an abusive brother. Okay, first off, oh, they definitely harped on the uh, the damsel in distress throughout the entire yeah. show. It's like it's like no, you don't get to claim that when you have fucking hidden this dude <laughs> from police and everything. You had many chances to give him up. Yeah, well, you did. There was a, there was a lot of instances where where especially Trixie uh, in the show. Was they they always had they always seemed to once an episode have a line where it was always like, uh, and I can do it too because because I'm also a woman, woman power, but yet not really. <laughs> eh, she wasn't like that in the in the Japanese one. They always kind of like throw a line in there. The, the only one who actually commented on her not being able to do anything was Sanpei. The uh, not Sanpei. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Jesus. The dad. Uh, no, uh, Kudio, the, the uh, kid. The kid. He's like, he's like, you can't do anything because you're a woman. We don't need women. Even though you're oh, he was the is. biggest offender. That was for sure. He even always though, said that to her. Well, yeah. Well, no, not in the Japanese. There was, part- there was particularly one. Epi- there was particularly one episode uh, where she wanted to 
to join Speed in a race, and he just goes, yeah. no, I'm the mechanic, and you're a woman. You don't need to be here. Okay. Like, he, did, he only dated one Cindy Japanese one, and but it's like... The, I thought it was funny because it works on the Japanese one because there's a fucking the joke there is obviously he says she is useless but Kurio's the one who's useless he doesn't yeah. know what he's doing <laughs> uh, but he's a man but the way but the way that last episode uh, ends uh, in thirteen was uh, the guy, <laughs> he cra- he ends up crashing uh, his his father's old car he's all upset he's in the same helicopter. <laughs> That Trixie was in earlier, uh, in the previous episode, uh, or no, in that. Well, whatever. He was in a helicopter and he's all freaking out. He's not flying it, and he just crashes into the cliff and dies. And there's the sister looking over his burning corpse, <laughs> and then it cut. And it immediately cuts on the dime, and they're at a flower shop holding balloons, smiling and laughing. <laughs> Sixty <laughs> And I was like, that is how you end Speed Racer right there. Yep. Remember, uh, you complain. You can complain as much as you want about you know people not letting the, letting characters have enough time to for their grievances in in today's anime. But fucking go back to the sixties, and that was just like he's dead. Happy people. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. Five minutes later, cake. Right. <laughs> Five minutes, two seconds. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm ready to score this thing. <laughs> This has been ridiculous. Uh, I I I was my I was pretty entertained the entire time. As ridiculous and flawed as as a show from the '60s as is to be expected, I'm giving it a a, a six out of ten. So, Hickey, do tell. Well, for what I'm watching, yeah, a six out of ten. Tori, I gave this show <laughs> a. Incredible uh-huh. score. Uh huh. Off. 10 out of 10. All right, let's move on. <laughs> tune in, you have to tune into the next one to figure it out. Um, <laughs> that, that, you know what? That is, that is, that is a speed racer move right there. I, I know. I give it a 5. 5 out of 10. Give it a 5? All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, it rounds up to a 6. Nice. Uh, I did watch this on Hulu uh, as I live in the American states. <laughs> the American states of America. The American states of America in true Speed Racer dialogue fashion. Uh, oh God! <laughs> I wanted. I I really wanted for the cast to get a bunch of uh, audio clips for it, but since you guys wouldn't have hear, uh, wouldn't have been able to hear it, would have lost lost its meaning. So I didn't. I decided to, against that. But good. Super fun. So, on that note, this has been Redleaf Retrocast, episode 32, uh, Speed Racer, and lots of Idolmaster talk, and good news talk. Uh, Join us for the next one, as we will be discussing... Is it, uh... Is it time? Yes, it is Nadia's Secret of Blue Water is the next episode. You guys are going to be so confused. I am very excited for it. And of course it'll be the best episode ever. Just like every episode. Just like every episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So join us in the next one. You can find, again, you can find the podcast on our, our live streams on on uh, the YouTube page, Red Leaf Retrocast. You can download every episode, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Smart Radio, Spotify, and more. And if you enjoyed our goofy and serious conversations, head on over to iTunes and Stitcher and leave us a nice little review. And it'll get us out of there. So and don't forget to subscribe. It also helps. And with that, thank you very much. Peace. Bye.
speed racer, go speed racer, go speed racer, go. Go speed racer, go speed racer, go speed racer, go!